Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It looks something like Happy New Year, all you wedding photographers, creatives, and business owners out there. Welcome to 2024 and a brand new series of The Dotcast, a weekly deep dive into the wedding photography industry, creativity, entrepreneurship, and all brought to you by Nine Dots. Now, whether you're an experienced photographer or someone just starting out on their journey, and whatever your niche, your taste, or style, Nine Dots and the Nine Dots community is here to help you on your way with our online content, our supportive community, and our amazing in-person events. Joining us today on The Dotcast is the wonderful, legend that is Anna Puma, an incredible wedding photographer, business owner, and all-round general awesome human being. Now, aside from her skills with a camera and her general business savvy, Anna is also an incredible supporter and helper of wedding photographers through her own online communities, her own resources, and some amazing advice and things like that she gives out. She is also one of the Nine Dots Gathering presenters for this year. This year's Nine Dots Gathering has been held in November in Manchester. It's been described as a theme park for wedding photographers, pretty accurately, I believe and uh, there's some amazing speakers as well as Anna we've got people like Lisa Devlin Matteo Carter Els Corsten Holly Mattia Sachin Kona and a huge amount more go check out the website in the description below to find out more about that event as well as the Nine Dots Gathering there's plenty of other amazing events for wedding photographers and business owners coming up this year in May we've got our first retreat in Cornwall the Great Escape and our first event of the year is happening just next week in Manchester and is a hangout day for all Nine Dots community members. Nine Dots hangout days are the perfect way to meet, hang out with other photographers, share and swap ideas in a really relaxed environment. Free entry, no charge, just come along, share some ideas, swap some skills, chew the fat, have a drink, enjoy some lunch, get together, share some ideas, good vibes. So if you're interested in coming along to that, check out the information in the Nine Dots community Facebook group. And if you're not a member of Nine Dots, sign yourself up to get access to that. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you all there. Next week also sees the reveal of the final round of the Nine Dots Wedding Photography Awards from 2023, who will be crowned winner of the Photographer of the Year competition. Stay tuned and watch this space. Now, without further ado, let's join Anna Puma and Rahul Kona in this week's episode. Enjoy. Is this recording? Okay. Is this not recording? Um, what's going on? Are you on? recording to the cloud or to the computer? Recording to the computer. Have you I've, never, I've never really recorded to the cloud. I've I've run out of room on my computer before mid-recording. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've got like 400 gig left. Oh, check you out. <laughs> yeah, I bought, I bought uh, the MacBook, but I bought it with a two terabyte hard drive. Nice. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's a... Uh, but do you know what? I've got 400 gig left and I'm just, and I keep going through it. I'm like, where, where is the storage going? I don't understand. I like, I know partly is Dropbox and all the stuff we do in nine dollars and we have so many movie files in there, but I like, I've made that all sync online only now. So it's all offline on my, yeah. thing, but for some reason, cloud has gone there. I deleted all my, uh, my preview data. That was like 60 gig. Um, oh. And like, but I'm still like missing storage, in my opinion. I'm like, where is it gone? I don't. I, just don't I mean, understand. I've got seven gigs left, and I can't work out how to get a single one back. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> seven gigs. Is your machine not like really slow? Oh, maybe if it's much slower than it could be. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, I'm, I yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not that tech savvy. I just, I just know that like, the more. I think, like, when you run out of hard drive space, then You're right, slow, does, slower your machine becomes. It does, actually. Like, I'll try to open Photoshop, and it's like, nah, nope. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'll be the seven gigs. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that, yeah. Yeah. Is this your main machine? Nice. Yeah. Oh, it I is? Don't edit. I don't edit. 
I don't know. We'll about it. Yeah, he does it. So, oh. yeah. It's so great. It's fine then. Like, yeah. I shoot the wedding, I go home, I give him the cards, and I have nothing more to do with it. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> it's good. I, don't, don't you think, like, letting someone else edit your images? He's like, at the wedding with me. Oh, right. Fine. So then yeah, he sees yeah. your vision as well. Oh, That's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, it's awkward getting a, like, I found from before, like, trying to find an external editor like now yeah. i love like aftershoot and using ai as a base like thing and you know um, going through stuff like really quickly and then like just editing the images that i want in the slideshow and blog posts and stuff but as a whole oh, yeah I'm, I'm too anal i can't i can't let anyone else <laughs> it just might not see the crop i'm seeing do you know what i mean i don't know i think i i care less about that and more about having the freedom to do something else <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah fair enough because our couples don't really, they, we're going to give them like 800 photos or something. They're not necessarily, they're not going to look at every single one and certainly not like in the depth that we do. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I totally agree with you, by the way. Like, um, I, that's why I love the AI editing because like mm-hmm. I use it and like I deliver a lot of photos without touching them. Like all the family photos, like, you know, there's like a hundred of them normally with my Indian weddings and all this sort of stuff. So like I, um, I, I, they're not pixel peepers. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they just they just don't see what we're seeing, and then I'm I'm fine with that. I'm like, it's all good. Um, and yeah. I was chatting to someone. I can't remember who. It might be Andrew Brown actually, and she's or someone else. I don't know. Anyway, they were saying like they edit to like eighty to ninety percent of their images, and I'm like I'm the same because the editing that real like getting all that finesse and all that other detail or whatever you want the extra ten percent is just it's just not worth it. Like the return on <laughs> yeah. like time for, you know, and what they're paying you. I know, yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I let, I let a, lot, a, lot, a lot of things slide. That's why I edit so fast now as well, just so I can enjoy like time to do other things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's depressing having a massive editing pile and it just takes so long to do each one and all you see is just like more and more editing in front of you and it's sunny outside and you want to go out and you can't. And you yeah. feel like also, do you know what? We've delivered weddings. Where months later they've gone, oh, we've just had a chance to look at our photos. I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't go out with my friends so that I could get that gallery to you and you still haven't looked at it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so true. I just That's don't, so I, I put myself first. I won't deliver like late or anything, but I'll put myself first when it comes to, you know, a nice day out versus staying and edit because yeah. our couples really won't care that much. And I don't know, I think it's about managing expectations as well, letting them know like when they can expect it and, you know, uh, no, yeah, totally I'm not really going to complain that, that anything's late or been chased. So, yeah. Uh, like in my wedding agreement or something, contract, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's like I deliver my images in four months. Like that's what the wow. air quotes, the timeline is. Yeah, no, I don't. I deliver within like four to six weeks, maybe two months. Yeah. Um, and no one's ever complained. And like, yeah, you know, people are like four months. Wow, that's crazy. But like, I don't know if whether it's in whether it's in the Indian circuit or not, but like people just tell me stories all the time. Still to this day, like I've got my photos like nine months to a year later, stuff wow. like that. So I'm pretty fast. I know a lot of other my friends are as well, but um yeah. So but like the four month thing is just in case, you know, like you fall ill or whatever. Oh, like yeah. Or, or yeah, like you win a holiday to somewhere and you want to go yeah. away for like four weeks because <laughs> it's like school holidays, like yeah. whatever. You know, like exactly. you know, but no one ever complained. Like I um, think Sending them the slideshows or the previews or whatever you're doing 
like yeah, helps yeah. to like alleviate any of that because they just want to see some images no, and definitely, after that yeah. they're like whatever i totally get it now as well i've never had a wedding i've never been married but i had my birthday party at the weekend and as soon as i got home all i wanted was to see videos of it i was oh, like really? I just <laughs> there but i just really want to see something yeah, and yeah. yeah i got it i completely understood and uh and it was actually i wanted to see videos more than photos weirdly yeah yeah. I prefer seeing videos too. Yeah. In the photos. Yeah. Should we be video- videographers instead? I definitely don't want to be a videographer. That that is for sure. It's too much. It's too much headache. <laughs> um, but I I do prefer video to photos. I can't yeah. lie. Like I enjoy like video content. I'm I'm very good at like selling video to my clients. Like even though like I'm not me. Like, not like I'm doing it, or I haven't got an associate or anything. But like selling them a, the idea of having a videographer and then and then recommending them like people, mm-hmm. um, just because I think it's really important along with photos. Yeah, same. I do iPhone films. Do you? Oh yeah, that's cool. They're great. Do, They're so easy. Like while you're shooting. Yeah. So I have for like the ceremony, I have a little thingy on top of the camera. Yeah. So I'll put up like a little. Uh, grip type, type thing that my phone goes into so i just hit record and i've got it at the exact same compo- composition same everything as the camera so i know that while i'm shooting photos it's i know what it's filming um and for the rest of it i try to keep it really like vibey and low-key and just like move the the phone around and just record random things and yeah chuck it together into a little five minute film and it's just so like just nice to watch a little moving vibe of the day type thing yeah is that uh, like a gift or is that do you sell sell that oh, they pay for it yeah, yeah they pay yeah, for yeah. it okay fine yeah, no, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, have you got the 15 Pro then? Oh, no, I've got a 14 Pro. Yeah. 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 But I mean, they're all good. The, the teens are all good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the cinematic uh, mode in the camera is unreal. I started using that, and then I realized it. it's really great that you can change your what you're focusing on yeah, depth. afterwards. But I would import everything into InShot to edit, and then I was really, really, would realize a lot of the clips are focusing on the wrong thing, so I'd have to go back into the apple gallery edit the focus point and then bring it back in i'm like oh no no i'll just use the normal camera because it's more intuitive it knows what to focus on yeah yeah do you just use a native app or like do you use like filmic pro or anything like no that? i just use just use the normal yeah normal camera. i don't even use 4k <laughs> so oh yeah like, that's all right <laughs> no one wants to see themselves in 4k that's the thing with couples i keep telling them like you don't really want to see yourself in 4k believe <laughs> yeah. me like you can see all the blemishes on your skin. Like you yeah. want me to soften your skin, have it in 1080p. That's like That's the so skin true. softening by video. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Cameron Diaz wouldn't allow like 4K or whatever it was widescreen to be recorded on her face because of her skin? Really? No, yeah. I didn't know that. She stayed with me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be recorded in 4K either, to be fair. <laughs> you know? Not a good look, is it? No. I'm a diva <laughs> like that, though. I had, like when my wife takes photos of me and stuff like that, I, like I'm just like half the time, like oh, this is so crap. Like why, why can't I just take it off myself and tell me to do this or like move? Like why am I? Why do I look fat? Why do I look like this? Like, oh why am I hunched over? Yeah, big time. <laughs> Your fault. Yeah, take a better picture of me. <laughs> Basically, I, yeah, but I, like, yeah, I'm, I, I am a diva. I, I, that's why I love being behind the camera. I just prefer it, you know. Take it off. I kind of like camera. both. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I like, yeah, I don't mind being in front of it if I guess it's someone good and they know what they're doing. But generally, like, because I'm the one with the camera and then, like, at a family get-together or wherever, it'll always be, like, a friend or an uncle trying to take a photo of me and they're like, yeah, I'll take it. And then I'm just like, 
No. It's just, you know, like, just a photo snob now. <laughs> it's not even that. Maybe sometimes it's just like, uh, like the background isn't straight and stuff like that. Or like, you know, they could have just moved something to make their space cleaner. Yeah. Like that, which I didn't see, you know, like, and it just winds me up. So I'm just like. That's why really. I get upset. If I take a photo with something bad in the background, it's, it's my fault. Yeah. It's not the person in the photo, but I'll see it later and be like, oh no. Oh, I wish someone had told me. Like, it's my fault. Yeah. Like, I'm not always looking at the background. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know what? I've learned to always look at the background in the corner of the viewfinder or whatever it's called, LCD screen yeah. you're using. So, yeah, I'm a real sticker for that stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, like, and if I don't notice it while I'm shooting, then. I'll like do one of two things. If I can Photoshop it out, I will. Mm. If I can't, I'll just call the image. Even if it's a really good image. Just like, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If I think like, oh, this is like so painful to edit, I'm just, I'll just delete it. <laughs> Sometimes I do go down a rabbit hole of editing something, like Photoshopping something, and I'm like, oh, it has to be perfect now. And I'm like, do I even like this photo? I don't know. Maybe I'll get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone said that on this podcast, the best way to edit a photo, oh, this is David Stubbs, was the best way to edit a photo is to cull it. Yeah. So true. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what you took. No, they you? don't. No, they don't know what exists. No. Yeah, just get rid. I very much, yeah, I very much believe in that. I'm like, eh, I can't bother to edit this one. It's not, it's going to be a lot of work and they don't know I took it. So goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, it's obviously taken a lot of experience for you to get to that place, like, but same with me, because before I used to be like, oh, my God, they might remember this hug with their aunt or they might remember this hug. And I'm no. like, but they don't. Like, you know, that moment was for them. Like, they yeah. don't remember nothing. They just remember, like, they don't know anything of what you've taken. Like, obviously, if it's a massive wedding moment, then, yeah, you need to take that. But all the other little moments, no matter That's how big so or small true. they are, like, they don't know whether you've caught it or not, you know? No. So true. Do you know what? I went when I very, very, very first started doing wedding photography, maybe when I'd done maybe one wedding, I hung out with a couple of um photographers who at the time were very well known. And uh they were talking about editing and they were like, Oh yeah, we've just got a very much that'll do attitude about the editing and the culling. Like, yeah, yeah, that'll do. That'll do. I was horrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you understand over time what people take notice of and what they don't. And yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's very true. It's one of the reasons why I find it weird. Like, you know, when photographers at the end of the year or, or whenever after they've done a triple header and then they put on their Instagram, like, uh, come back this weekend with 56,000 million images. And you're like, I tell people, I'll be like, if I was going to put that stat, I'd be like, yeah, um, I did 560 images this weekend. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want, otherwise it might be, they might ask me like, where the where the flip flap is all the other images? Yeah, like no you've more. taken all these images. Like, yeah. why, why, I would never tell my couples that. Like, I don't tell them I edit with AI either no. because that's for me. That's just efficiency. And like, yeah, if you've exactly. got a tool, why not use it? Yeah, like yeah. you know. And at the same time, I would never put like how many images. Like people ask you at a wedding, right? How many images have you taken? You must have taken loads, like over a thousand or so. I'm like, yeah, about a thousand. <laughs> I'm ten thousand in already, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, about a thousand. It's gonna be so much hard work to edit. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> never would tell them like hey there was like another you know twelve thousand images that you just never got to see it like, is a okay. dangerous game yeah it is i always i do tell them how many i've taken if they ask but i always explain why they're not going to see them all 
whether yeah, it's yeah. a guest or the couple asking or anyone, I'll say, yeah, I've taken like 6,000 photos where I'm like, but most of them are complete repeats of the exact same moment. You're not going to get the ones that are almost identical, but not as attractive, a bit ugly, a bit blinky, a bit whatever. You're going to get the one good one or the two good ones in that set. You're not going to get the repeats. You don't have to, I'm like, you don't have to trawl through 6,000 photos. Don't worry. Yeah. Like I'll really sort of preface it with like, why they're not going to see them all um and they totally get that and i think it makes them appreciate our culling process more as well the fact that we then have to go through and choose all those best ones for them yeah you i know, think so they're less likely to ask for all the rules if you kind of explain why they wouldn't want to see all those yeah i've I've only had it once in my entire career that someone would just see all the rules or the footage photos mm. and um and even then they i, I sent them a collect uh collect collect a cold selection of it as well. Oh, really? I didn't actually, yeah, I didn't actually give them all the roars. Yeah, because I just wanted to, they'll be like, wow, he's really shit. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's the thing, yes. And all the roars, this is why I don't tell them the amount of images that is like 12,000. I gave them 3,000 images because I culled it down to that. Wow. And I gave them that. And, and I was ma basically making sure that every person was in there. It's like individual shots of each person or whatever they wanted, right? So, and I give it to them and they were like well happy that they got 3,000 extra like crappy images. But there was another 8,000 that they just did not see. Yeah, they don't need to. No, and it, and it was really loose culling. You know, it took me like an hour. But I just thought, you know, like I get a lot of client referrals and then they might be like one of their friends has booked me and then they might say, you know, we've got all these other extra images. Oh, God, no. I, was, oh. I just felt like I was opening a can of worms. Yeah. No, I've never sent the rules. I've been asked. We got asked in a Zoom before they booked. The groom kept on asking for, can we have the rules? And we were like, no, because X, Y, Z. And he said, yeah, but what if we what if we send you a hard drive? No, because X, Y, Z. But what if, what if this, what if that? And the bride started being like, they said no, drop it. And we oh, were like, right. yeah, no. And he wouldn't drop it. And she was getting more and more angry with him. And in the end, after the call, it was fine the rest of the call, but we didn't send the booking form and they didn't ask for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think probably she was embarrassed and we were just like, nope, red flag. Yeah. I've 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 had that a couple of times. Like actually just this year, I had someone where they were like, they asked me all these like they were, I can't remember the questions now, but they were so strange. But I remember my wife was like, How do you go? I said, I'm not booking this wedding and they're not gonna book me. Like I didn't give them the answers they wanted and they didn't get the answers they wanted to hear you know, from me. And it was, and it was a total mismatch anyway. I could tell from the off. I'm just like, this is not going to work. If they ask for the booking form, we're going to have to politely be like, I'm booked. Yeah. Just it's interesting. We've, we've got this debate going on at the moment. One of our, one of my um, kick-ass members has posted saying that basically she's had an inquiry. She had a Zoom with a couple and there were no red flags, but she just wasn't feeling the vibe. They weren't laughing at her jokes. They weren't really clicking. She was like, oh, I don't know if I want the job. But I don't know how to say no. She didn't want to upset their planner who got the got the inquiry for her. She was like, I really don't know what to do. And we were all saying different, like, different suggestions. And she's still like tearing her hair out trying to decide whether to take or not. Because it wasn't like an actual red flag. It wasn't like they were saying anything yeah. terrible. It just wasn't clicking. And it's so difficult, isn't it? Because sometimes on the day it can be really clicky. It can be great when you thought it wasn't going to be. And sometimes it can be really like great on the Zoom. And on the day it's just a bit off. And you never know, do you? No, you don't know. But I wouldn't turn down a booking because they didn't sort of no, didn't vibe with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just depends. Like it has to be really off putting for you to like, I guess, turn it down. Mm. And like for me to turn it down anyway, because I'm like, well, the date's free and I yeah. don't need to be the client's best mates. I don't, do you know what I mean? Like I'm there to do a job. And as long as they love the photos I produce and they're happy with the answer of like, 
do you like what you see on my website and in my galleries? And is that what you want? And they're like, yes, that's exactly what we want. And the rest of it is like, yeah. You know, and the more high end clients I do, the more I don't click with them anymore. Interesting. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. you know, I, you, they're like your best friend on the day. And like, but before they'll pay me, they'll book me. Yeah. Have, have a short conversation. They'll be like, yeah, Rahul, we, we want to book you. And then on the day, you know, you speak to them a bit. And then after that, I don't even hear from them. <laughs> you know, like, like you just said earlier, like I send them a gallery and it'd be like, yeah, we haven't seen it yet. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's cool. You know? Yeah. But they always want those 10 photos on Instagram or, or a slideshow first. But, sure. you know, just generally, like, it just, just, just goes that way, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm very much like um, of the of the belief that, um, like, book people you really, really love who love you. You'll do a better job. You'll enjoy your job more. They'll love what you do more because you will get on and, They'll feel more comfortable with you on the day. Their friends will love you, more likely to get referrals if you will get on, um, which really works for me. I like, I love getting yeah, sorts of people. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, if a non-ideal inquiry came through, it's it's one of those things that's like, okay, yeah, well, it is a job. You know, I can just do this job. I don't have to absolutely love everybody. And I might love them on the day. Um, but it's a difficult decision when you want to run a business that, that is exactly like, you and how you want it to be and, and all the people you love 100 percent. it's really hard to sort of marry those two up like yeah. separate yeah. your sort of yeah. it's a job with i really want to love every moment of my job yeah i think like but the more and more like i don't know you progress in your career i think you just attract you keep attracting the same sort of like i attract the same sort of clients all the time oh yeah now if that makes sense like that's what i mean like someone that doesn't vibe with me now will be someone that's just totally like, just found me from probably like google or something you oh, know okay. rather than um Rather than like, you know, most of my work is like referrals. So interesting. Uh, okay, everyone just seems to be Google. You do you? Yeah, yeah. But I don't just try to rank for just a location. I try to rank yeah. for like descriptive words too. So they'll search like colourful or fun or something like that. And so I do get people who are like, oh yeah, we finally found someone who's actually like really colour colourful, actually really fun. Um so I try to like yeah, I guess that's for a slightly more descriptive term, which I think yeah. might lead to fewer inquiries because I'm not just trying to go for a generic location wedding photographer, like wedding photographers near me sort of a, a search. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going for that. I'm going for the more uh, specific types of people. But when they do get in touch, they're more enthusiastic, they're more into it and they're more likely to book because I was finally what they were actually looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I like... Um especially right now, I think like in a sea of like just editorial muted tone kind of images yeah. that I see like so much on like Instagram, um, yeah. like having something like, yeah, colorful or whatever, like really stands out. Like mm. people are like, because th those people are still there. Like this is the, I think this is the thing with like social media, right? Like luckily I don't follow all of these people on my, on my actual Rahul Kona account, but on the nine dots, when I flick through it, I'm like, man, everything's like blurry photos or like everything's in portrait mode now. Everything's yeah. walk here, walk away. Everything's like this editorial flash look or whatever it is going on. And I'm just like, damn, like if someone scroll through my work, they'd either love it or they'll hate it. You know, yeah, like it good. won't just look so samey as everyone else. Yeah, that's brilliant. You want to be Marmite, don't you? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be but, Marmite. I want people to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this is actually something a bit different. Although, I mean, there's so many wedding photographers and so many good ones, and so many documentary ones and so many like all these different brilliant things people are doing that it is getting harder to stand out um which is where i think having that sort of personality and a strong brand comes in 
Because if you're looking at a million different websites and they're all really, really good, then you want someone you're going to vibe with and someone who's you've got some stuff in common with and who just yeah. sort of, yeah, feel something from. Especially when, like, I guess, like, with websites and stuff, like, loads of people just go for the same kind of templates as well. So, like, everyone has a similar taste. I don't know, like, this is what I see when I've, when I've seen other photographers' websites for, like, critique or whatever. You know, they yeah. all buy, like, I don't know, flow themes or whatever. And then, like, you look I at know. everyone's website, I don't know. It doesn't exist anymore, right? Flow themes. I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you know, it was a massive thing. And then, like, but everyone yeah. had a similar website. So yeah, if I was yeah. a client and I was, like, looking through 20 photographers and all of them had the same, like, little logo yeah. in the middle and, like, four words either side for the menu. And then, do you know what I mean? Like, big, <laughs> like, it just looks all the same, right? Then how you how are you going to remember that, oh, I really love, like, Anna over Rahul when they both had, like, yeah. similar websites? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, as you probably know, I've been doing like web design for we uh, wedding photographers lately a lot. And um, yeah, I like to make it like stand out and I like to make it for that exact person. It's funny because I'll get their like their questionnaire back through and I'm like, oh, I can see exactly what I'm going to do with this. And yeah. I'll just go all out with it. And I come back there like, that is so me. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. It's so fun to like do something a bit different and unexpected and and make it like yeah a bit not unusual like quirky and weird and unusable but like just something just unique yeah that's it yeah like I did um uh, I did one for a male photographer recently and I put loads of pink all over it okay <laughs> and it looked wicked yeah <laughs> he loved it yeah I thought it was brilliant it was all like I made it kind of rock and roll and like this bright pink color and it just really stood out Amongst all the other sort of male documentary photographers, I thought, yeah, that's gonna, it's gonna stand out. That's not a template website. Yeah. How long has that website been live for? Has it been working for? Um, about a week. Oh right. Okay. Fine. Very yeah, recent yeah. then. Brand yeah. new. Yeah. 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 Fun. But it's just like a website is. It's such a great canvas to put yourself all over and just, you know, really look different to everybody else. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I did my website. I think like six, seven years ago now, and like maybe I don't know. Yeah, five, six years ago or something, like with the branding and everything. I had someone else do the branding, which I love. And then I had someone, um, and then like Alex from Origami did my like, website. But like when I did it, I didn't think about my personality. I just thought, well, what would like brides want to see at that point? And so yeah. like it's got like more muted tones. It's got pink in it as well. Oh, nice. Like a dusty kind of pink in my branding. Yeah. yeah. I never put like, because I'm very like wearing gray hoodie, you know, <laughs> Plain walls behind me i'm like that that would be my like sort of vibe whereas yeah. like and very dull and muted whereas um it's still quite muted my website but i don't know it just has i just thought like what would a bride want and then i asked like loads of my friends and i was just like like if you're looking at web, my website well, like, what would you change what do you like and you know and then i built it like that do you only get brides get in touch i rarely get any grooms really my latest inquiry yesterday was a groom I get quite really? a few actually, yeah. Even though I've got a really sort of like, yeah, pinky, yellowy kind of website, I do, yeah, I get a bit of both. Um, I think I have done both with my website. I've both tried to attract my idol client and been myself. And I think it's much the same kind of person, to be honest. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, we like that's, what, that's what you're trying to go for, right? So. Yeah, that's it. Like, if I wanted to do high end weddings, um, you know, charge six grand and have really classic venues, really big manor houses and stuff like that. I would not have the website I have now. I would not yeah. have it be, I'd have myself in it and I'd talk about myself. I'd, I'd cherry pick things about myself to share 
that are different to the things I share now. Um, so on my website now, I share that I'm a scout leader. I like camping. I like silly board games. Whereas if I wanted a whole different kind of audience, I would share that um, like certain maybe shops that I like to shop in or like that I like to have brunch. I don't know. Like I choose different things about myself and I'd have a different color scheme. Um, so it's kind of you've got to think about a little bit about both, haven't you? Like what you share of yourself and how much you put of yourself into it, plus who you're trying to attract. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I try to do that, but you're right, actually. Like, you know, when you just mentioned about the, like, do brides only get in touch? I'm literally like, yeah, only brides. And the only time I get grooms is when the bride has told them to get in touch with me because they're busy at work. Okay. I wonder if and the like, grooms literally say like, you know, she's told me to told me to call you and like, are you free <laughs> for this date? And like, Oh my God. I wonder, I do wonder if, cause, because when you said I'm trying to attract brides, I thought, why not couples? Why not brides or grooms or whatever? Yeah. You said brides, which is really interesting. So you've obviously made your website with that in mind. I did like seven, eight years ago. I should really change it a lot. But, <laughs> I just now. wonder if you, if you had like grooms in mind, maybe you'd do it differently. Or if you had um, same-sex weddings in mind, if you do it differently, like what? If you didn't, if you thought of it as the couple, as a whole, like I wonder I wonder how different it would be. I don't know. I, probably, I don't know. Like, you know what? Like I did two same-sex weddings last year for the first time. Um, first time, always yeah, yeah i always thought that that'll be really hard to get like as a, a photographer like that does mainly indian weddings yeah. because when you look at my website it's very colorful and stuff like that and then i remember talking to some photographer friends before i'm like how come i don't get english weddings like, I, just, I really want them like i love the muted tones and i'm like i'm all about you know the pastel colors but instead i'm stuck with this like always having in, not stuck but you know like, always having indian weddings and um there, some some of them like were t- telling me like you know your website's too bright there's this is like one of them was literally saying what I say to people now, like, is when brides come to my website or grooms, whoever, like, <laughs> they um, have to see themselves in my photos, right? Yeah. And that's why they want to book you. And so, like, maybe I was getting, like, a lot of English couples and stuff like that, but they just would never be able to see them. So, like, last year, I was lucky enough that two couples, same-sex couples, one was, like, English, the other one was Indian, both saw themselves in my pictures, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like, oh man, the emotion and the energy. And I love those weddings. Flipping were probably my favorite two weddings of last year. But um, so now I've got a whole page and like, you know, dedicated to like, and now I'm getting some like LGBT. Yeah, like what you show is what you show. Because I made a page for like Asian LGBTQ plus stuff. So I've had like three, four inquiries and in the pipeline of maybe booking. I don't know, you know. So, I'm having a look yeah. now. <laughs> I'm on your website now having a little peek. <laughs> yeah, it's in the top now. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I think having a niche is good though. Having like being an Indian wedding photographer, you know, you know exactly because I wouldn't know the process of the wedding day yeah. for an Indian wedding. I just wouldn't. I would not be the best person for that job. Um, I don't know any of the traditions of the cultures or anything like that. Um, so showing all those Indian weddings on your website shows that you absolutely don't need to be told what to do or how it's all going to work. And in fact, you might be able to help them, yeah. you know, organize stuff and plan things and like tell them what to do on the day because you you absolutely know. So I think having that niche and having in loads of Indian weddings on your website is so, so valuable and useful because, or like, you know, like same-sex or LB, <laughs> LGBTQ plus weddings, yeah. having almost exclusively those on your website, for example, 
you know, you know, language to use and, you know, sensitivities and things to not, you know, you know offend anybody because it, it can be easily done if you don't sort of, if you're not in that world yeah. or you don't work with people who are in in that um, in that world, then it like they want to know basically their friends and family will be comfortable with the photographer. Like, yeah. you know, you won't say she instead of they by mistake and, and upset somebody like you. If you're, you've got exclusively those weddings, they know their photographer is going to be absolutely you know, really everyone will be comfortable with them. So I think having that specialty is really, really super, super valuable. Yeah. I no. I think- yeah, I, I think so. But it's, for me, I find it like a hindrance as well because I'm just like, I want other weddings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm just, it's like, I love Indian weddings. Don't get me wrong. And I love shooting them and, and stuff. And it's all about the people anyway, really. But um, yeah, I just, I just wish I had more other different types of weddings. And like, you know, that, that's why I was just like, when I put those two same-sex weddings, honestly, I was cheering like as if I just put my first ever wedding because I'm like, yes, finally, like, you know, I really want to shoot that. And like, you know, people tell me, yeah, it's amazing. There's so much emotions running high, blah, blah, blah. But I've never experienced it. And I, I love shooting emotion. Like that is my thing. Mm-hmm. And when they both booked me, I was just, I was like, and they were a week apart from each other. It's like so crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, but like it, it was, it was great. And I was just like, so happy that they took that, that sort of leap of faith in me because like both of them at that point like the answer was like have you ever shot a same-sex wedding the answer is no to both right you yeah. know so like yeah it was great i felt i felt like so happy interesting but hopefully i get more now i mean like i said i've had inquiries and yeah that's the thing because i do shoot a lot of lgbtq plus weddings um and all sorts of weddings, but I don't shoot Indian weddings ever, ever, ever. I've done a few where there's been, I think I did one where they're both Indian and a few where they, where one of them was, and it's been a very English wedding. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, no, I've not done anything like it because I don't have it on the website because it's not my, it's not my own, you know, um, background. I don't know it. And so yeah. I'm not in that, I'm not in that circle. Um, I've got a friend who, uh, she's actually Chinese, but she shoots a lot of Jewish weddings because she's just somehow got herself into that into that sort of referral pool i suppose yeah. and she's come to know exactly how they work and i don't know how jewish weddings work like i wouldn't know you know there's like stomping on a glass and stuff and i wouldn't know when to be ready for it or where yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I shoot i shoot like two or three jewish weddings a year um, yeah yeah i think like because again someone took a leap of faith in me but they saw that i shot indian weddings and they knew that i can handle big crowds like big oh, weddings so yeah. they like and then once i got one then i started getting more and then like every year i get two or three and yeah. um and still to this day i don't know exactly when that smashing the glass bit's going to happen you just have yeah. to like keep an eye out for the rabbi to put down the glass at the right time and then you're like okay you know um, yeah it's even things like knowing the the name the term rabbi i'm not sure i would even necessarily know that like that's the thing that's how much i've not done it and why i would not be the best person for shooting that wedding because i wouldn't know how to refer to someone I don't really like, I don't talk to people at weddings that much to <laughs> refer to them. Like, you know, like when you said the she, they thing and stuff like that, you know, I always called like both brides by their names. So yeah. like, I never like, and if I'm talking about both of them to a guest, then it's always like they, I guess, because, mm. you know, it's like, it's whatever they want. And, you know, like, I don't know. So yeah. I've never had that issue. Like, even when I, and I, did, I have called the rabbi a priest once and they were like, <laughs> I mean, that's what they are. They were, they were fine with it, you know? Um, but I think like you'll be suited to Indian weddings. Like I think like you know it's good to like just try 
different cultures. I know, I'd, like... I'd love to, I'd love to try, but it's it's how to get them, how isn't get it? Them. Yeah. My website is absolutely not geared towards that, so like, there's no way I could possibly attract it unless I ran a competition for Indian weddings, and then it'd be a little bit like yeah. cultural appropriation, almost like why? Yeah, yeah. Just an Indian wedding here. What's going on? Why? You know. <laughs> yeah. But that could, the reverse could be said about me, right? Because I'm like, I really want to shoot English weddings. Like I shoot like, I've shot like three or four in my lifetime. You know? Wow, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And literally, because they've been guests and they've seen me do, um, so like sometimes when Indian couples get married, like obviously they do a civil wedding separate and they pretty much full blown as well. Uh, but it might be 80 guests and stuff like that. And uh, like with a party and everything. And then, so they've seen me shoot that and they love that. And then they book me because of that. But they've ne- I've never like just like you know no one's just googled me and been like oh yeah we'd love to have Rahul shoot our English wedding yeah, yeah I've only like maybe five or six maybe wow. I mean I think it's okay to want it because obviously you're in England yeah if I was in India shooting only English couples I'd be like I just want to shoot an Indian wedding yeah 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 while I'm in India that would be so cool so I can really appreciate that you know you'd want to shoot some English English weddings yeah. <laughs> I, I just like it because it's so much more chilled and like and also what it feels like well compared to indian weddings they yeah. they are more chilled yeah and but also like there's a lot more stuff that happens like when i see other photographers shooting English weddings and stuff like there's a lot more random moments that happen and like different things that you've got to be like keep you on your toes whereas mm-hmm. with indian weddings honestly now the point where like trying to find those random moments is hard like Oh, you know, like one, you continuously have to be shooting, which I love doing, and it's what I do. But it's maybe I'm not explaining myself, but you know, like a lot of moments in indie weddings are all staged, right? Yeah. I can tell you. So, when it comes to my previews or my slideshows, I know two, three photos from this part of the ceremony, two, three photos from this part of the ceremony, two, three photos from the leaving, then from receptions are standard, right? Two, three from the entrance, or one from cake cutting, then a few from the speeches, and then dancing, done, right? And like, but I know. Whereas like when I've shot English weddings, it's it's more like, okay, you've got a couple from prep and yes, you've got like two or three from the ceremony, but it's just like, how are you going to like put the rest of the story together? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, that's the challenge that I, I feel like I get from it. Yeah. I feel like maybe Indian weddings have more of those moments that are planned yeah. and English weddings have, you know, you have the ceremony and then the confetti and then it's kind of this yawning space of time where people yeah. do stuff, they'll play games, they'll be silly, they'll just like play about... And then you start with speeches and the cake and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, we obviously don't spend that whole time doing like a million group photos. I do like six and take 20 minutes over it. And the rest of the time, yeah, I, I find it hard to pick sneak peek photos from candidates. Yeah. I find that really difficult. I find it, I don't know. Yeah, it is. I know what you mean. It is hard because sometimes like when you're doing sneak peek, if you're putting on social media, it's like you're half thinking about, your client but also you think about your future client like what well, i am anyway all future client. All future yeah. Client. Yeah, yeah. yeah all future client yeah so like then i would just want to be like then you end up putting the bigger moments like the stage ones like the ring exchange or the first kiss and the confetti well, they want to know you can do it don't they exactly yeah, random yeah. Guests doing a thing that might not happen at their wedding they want yeah. to know that the things that will definitely happen at their wedding how you do it yeah it's like with portfolio like i i like to put portraits in to show this is how I do a portrait and you can have one similar rather than, you know, a random guest. I like to show random guests and be like, this is the sort of thing that happened that I will catch. Like I like to show them that, yeah, if your guests do something silly like this, I will catch it. 
Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's like the whole like documentary photographer thing, like all the photos would be candidates on a portfolio. Um, but then what about the client? Are they looking at it thinking, well, how do they do the, you know, the other things? How do they do group shots? How do they do portraits? Do they do them? Like, Yeah, I, I get asked that though. I get asked like, do you, do you shoot details and do you do family portraits? Like we've got a lot of family. I'm like, yeah, I got just don't show my Instagram on my website, but here's, that's why I always send a full gallery. I'm like, have a look at my full gallery. And then you'll see mm. all of the family photos from this one wedding. And then you'll see that I do them all the time yeah. and I do them well, you know, yeah. like I make sure that they're, they're really beautiful and they're nice, not just, you know, slapdash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get asked that. I get asked that frequently, actually. So sometimes I think, should I put them on my Insta? But then I'm like, I don't really want to attract people that just want millions of family photos either. <laughs> no, I put, I'll put on a, maybe like a bridal party type photo if it's a really cool, nice one or something, but not a family photo. Yeah. I don't, they're not special when I, I don't do them like in a sort of, you know, laid out special way. No, no, neither I don't do I. really post details unless it says something about the personality of the couple, like some really crazy cake. Like I had one with dogs that had eaten part of the cake. It was really oh, cute. Right. <laughs> that sort of thing, like to show I like dogs and stuff like that, but not just like a normal detail. Because what if I forget to do detail photos or don't do a good job or there's not really like great, you know, I've forgotten to do a room shot before, you know, and that, the couple's never noticed. But if I have forgotten loads of times. <laughs> because like sometimes you've got a window and then like yeah but you're doing prep again like in an in the wedding so then and then by then all the waiters and waitresses come back in again and stuff oh, like that yeah. and I, like, I spend like five minutes doing details and mm. no one ever asks or cares like maybe they might if they're like thinking i really want my wedding like to be blogged or featured or something yeah. but i don't attract those couples no. so it's fine you know like i've never had someone go oh my god like, where's the cake on its own or something like that all right yeah, no i've never yeah. had an ask either but yeah i hate that sometimes you get so caught up in one thing you're like oh my god i didn't take any photos of the tables or something like yeah. that. Oh god, now everyone's in there eating what am I yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do i find one table seat your own table seat where you're sitting yeah. just to take some photos quickly <laughs> well i no longer sit with the guests now so i wouldn't even have that yeah but that's a good good actually a good reason to eat with everybody to have your own place setting to take a photo <laughs> yeah exactly and of the food no, I, feel like, I do I think, think like, details, oh sorry yeah go on go on i was gonna say i think details look better with people in the background yeah like when you see people sitting there there's a bit of context to it so you've got the details and you've got the people i think that just looks really nice as yeah. well as an I, empty room obviously, but yeah yeah i just don't i just don't know what people do with empty rooms like in all the albums i've designed and everything i've put like one or two details in and normally they're more specific like I had a bride where like her mum had passed away. So like, you know, she put, I had a brooch on the bouquet like oh. with her mum's photo and stuff like that. So they've put yeah. things like that in, but no one's ever put like, here's the cake. Or... I think so. the cake maker, the florist, the venue themselves, that's probably quite valuable for them to have that. And then, you yeah, know, yeah. That relationship. Do you know, have you seen the little curve of slightly like this? Um, uh, what's the word? Segue uh, into a <laughs> slightly different topic. Pick time. Do you use pick time? Yeah. They now have this AI search in the gallery and it's got a drop down thing where you can choose a supplier, say a florist, you click on the drop down of florist and it'll show you all photos of the flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We, I just say it's not to work. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Like I think like Aga did a live in the group showing that facility, right. the AI search or something. Yeah. And, it, and it looks really awesome. The thing is, is that I think I take details now more for the suppliers than I do for the, oh yeah my couples. 
like just to make sure that they they're still in my good books. I don't want to, and it's not like, and it's not more for like giving them those images. I do give it to them, but it's more like I just don't want to turn around and say, yeah, that Rahul's a dick. Like, don't book him. Like, do you know what I mean? If they're like, yeah. in a, they're talking to a decor person and they're talking to like photographers, and then yeah. one decor person just decides to say that, oh, you know, I hate it, and not all because I didn't give him like a few photos. So yeah. I take it more for for the vendors now. And yeah. the good thing is, because the vendors want them, they get everyone else to hustle and clear out the room. Like back in the day, I used to have to shout, yeah. be like, guys, can you all move, please? I need to get this for my couple. Like, And no one cared. But now everyone gives a shit. So everyone That's escapes. So You'll get the florist moving the waiters and waitresses around. You'll get the cake lady yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, you move out of the way. And, everyone, like, and you've got the whole entire space for yourself, all because they want the photos yeah. that we're taking. <laughs> that is so true what a, yeah what a bonus <laughs> yeah and yeah and you have to give like you know like obviously weddings and like, most of my business is client referral but like you they're not referring me but it's to like solidifying that oh yeah you're yeah. good photographer like with a vendor and stuff so i'm happy to like you know give them photos and do what they want with it really well, the more you can spread yourself around, really, like if you're sending them photos and they're Instagramming it and they're tagging you and a couple's looking at the venue, then they see the florist and they see your name on that as well. And then they see the, you're on like Instagram or you're on Google or someone else recommends you, like your name keeps popping up, then they're going to feel like you're more trustworthy because, you know, if you're if you're popping up everywhere, you can't be, you can't be terrible. You can't be, you can't, you wouldn't let someone yeah. down. If, if Like, it's just, it's impossible. Like the psychology of it is if, if they're seeing you every, everywhere, you can't be bad. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you imagine if you tried to, if you saw a photographer and they tried to Google them and just nothing came up, no one's ever talked about them, no one's ever reviewed them. There's basically maybe a little website, but no sort of no presence, no one's ever tagged them. You'd be like, oh, will they come to my wedding? Will they be trustworthy? Whereas if everyone's tagging this person, the florist and the venue and the makeup and the caterer, they're all tagging you. They're like, yeah, okay, this person's legit. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it doesn't hurt, does it? No, no. And <laughs> it takes 10 minutes out of your life to like take some detail photos, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like as long as you've got the time. You it's know, kind of like, a nice break as well because you're not around people for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I find that with family photos, but like any weddings is a bit different because we don't have to, I don't have to shout and do the organizing. So you've got oh. like, yeah. So you've got like cousins or groomsmen or bridesmaids like on a microphone and they told people to come up. And so, like, you, I just have to stand in one place, and it's normally me and the video guy next to me if they decide Who's to the film camera it. operator at that point? Yeah, and it's great. It's so relaxing, like, for an hour, and it's just like... And then you get the guests come up to you, man, you've been here for ages. Would you like a war? I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, and then click, 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 and then your only thing you have to nail is just hot, like, for me, anyway, editing-wise, is hold the camera straight. Don't even try to tilt it. I mean, luckily, now with the AI editing, like, it straightens it slightly as well, which is great, but... That was my only like thing before. Now it can be, yeah. like, and it's still, and it still straightens it for you. But nice, yeah. I don't do that many group photos. I do like I do maybe six groups. I might break them down a little bit. So if they didn't ask for a parent photo and the parents are in one of the photos, I'm like, can we just quickly while you're all standing here, get rid of those other people and just have the parents. Um, but yeah, I do. I do a um, a thirty five and an eighty five. So I try to have a group photo on each camera just in case. Oh, really. Yeah, just in case, like you broke a camera or a memory card. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I thought I was a paranoid person, but (laughs) like, yeah. It it takes one second. It's got each camera on each hip. I'll click, click. But I like to do, I like to do my smaller group photos on 85 from a distance. Yeah. And then I'll get the 35 and I'll actually walk up closer to them and do like a 
a, a sort of waist up type photo as well um, on the other camera. So it's almost like incidental that it happens to be on both cameras. Yeah. yeah. I, I only use a 35. <laughs> That's it. I do do, actually, I do use 85, like what you said. Sometimes um, if I'm doing photos and like if it's a civil and a small and we're outdoors or whatever, then um, sometimes I just do the mum and dad's together. And then like, mm. you know, if the brother's got a wife or whatever, sister's got a husband, whatever, like two people, then I just yeah. like segment them off and just do like little ones for them as well. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and grandparents, I do them like grandparents together and then grandparents individually as well. Um, oh, right. Yeah. On an 85. I'll do yeah, that. But that's the only time I use 85. Yeah, I like it. I mean, the only thing with 85 group shots is that you're like, move back, everyone move back, no, further back, further back, get out of yeah, my yeah. way. Oh my God, get out of my way, I'm going further. And they're like, you're so far away, what's going on? How are we possibly in your way? I'm like, just move. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all standing there watching. They love watching the group photos. Yeah, they do, don't they? So yeah. weird. Yeah. I don't know why. I know. Weddings, weddings can be a bit boring. So I suppose the group photos, something is happening. And True. that's why it's interesting. True. I was I went to uh, Ricky Gervais before uh, I, I went away to India, and um, like literally his Netflix special is on now, right? Not the Armageddon. Advertise one. it. Yeah, Armageddon. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Oh, is it the bit about weddings? Oh yeah, that was like, good. where he that said he good. goes, "I love funerals, but I hate weddings. Yeah. Like, how arrogant are they? Come watch me get married for like fourteen hours." He's just like, "No." And then, and then, then funny enough, he says, and it's in two years' time in India. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know you've got no plans in two years' time. So Exactly. <laughs> that was good. That was the bit that Netflix picked as the clip to watch, as like a preview clip. So I oh, really? based on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Found the rest of it very, um, a bit much. I don't know a bit yeah. much. Yeah, I, like, you know what? You either love him, hate him, or like, and he I is mean, like. I love him. He's I like, he, pushes the boundaries a lot yeah but he ends it in a w really good way because like yeah like some of his jokes i was just like what? when i heard it live i was just like what the f you can't you can't say this stuff but the cultural appropriation stuff yeah and uh and um but then you know what like he ended it in a really good way with saying like you know this is an act he goes no one goes up to like Anthony hopkins and goes you played really well in sons of the lambs are you really a cannibal do you know what i mean like he goes but yeah. why do comedians get that he, he goes, you know, he goes, because I play it really well. He goes, I'm very good at this. And I'm like, you're right. Like, you know. <laughs> I do get that. But he wrote them. Yeah, he, he wrote, wrote them. them. Yeah, yeah. He went for his mind. He said, I can't control my thoughts. Oh, my God. You can control what comes out, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> People are very divided about that, about the performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it made, it, it, made, it made him, like, I don't know whether, like, because I've never watched, I haven't watched on Netflix. I saw it live, but he was saying like, you know, his other one before this, like people were really divided on, but it made it the most Netflix watch special of all time. Oh, right. Yeah. So he's just like, I've learned my lesson. And then he just rolled on to the, Oh my God, I see. Yeah, carried on doing what he's doing, right? Fair enough. It works for him, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, lo I love that wedding bit. I thought that was, that so was good. Funny. That, that was, was so good. Funny. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's listening to this and thinks, "Oh, I kind of want to hear the wedding bit," just go to Netflix and listen to the preview that Netflix plays you because the whole thing's there. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And then after that, it's it's up to you <laughs> to like. Yeah. We saw and, Nick uh, Offerman live actually. Do you know Nick Offerman? No. Oh, do you know um, Parks and Rec? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was Ron. Oh right, okay. I don't uh, know the name. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he played. He was in Brighton, and I didn't know what to expect because it wasn't. He's not. He's not a comedian, he's not a musician, he's not anything. And the whole thing was just like 
it was advertised as him talking. And I was like, I just don't know what to expect of him talking. It was just him talking. He made some songs up and stuff. And it wasn't funny, funny, like not the whole way through. I don't know what it was really. And I came away thinking, I don't really quite know what, what that was. Or oh, what really? it was going to be. But it was fun to see Nick Offerman in real life. And that'll do me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, Aziz Ansari lives in London now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I went to see like two stand-ups the year before last, uh, Hassan Minaj and and then Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, and and he was did fifteen minute slots at both of them because he's just basically like friends with them, and oh. like lives in London now. Yeah, he moved because of his girlfriend. He says it quite like frankly. He's just like, oh, I don't doesn't really want to be here, but like you know, his girlfriend's job is here, so oh my god, or his wife, I don't know whatever it yeah. is, but like yeah. So now yeah, he's just in London. All right, I do love Parks and Rec. Man, his stand-up. Have you seen his stand-ups? No, no. Oh, you should search for him. They're really good. They're really good. He's so funny. I might have played one the start of one once, but no, no, I don't think I've watched properly. Yeah, he's yeah, he's 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 such a funny guy. Okay. Yeah, hmm. check it out. Let me know what you think. It's not it's not like it's not uncomfortable viewing like Ricky Gervais. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry. <laughs> We're proper like sidetracking here, but like he he his idol is a guy that I love, Larry David, like from Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah, I love the fact that he just bases it's based on his life and how he is after like Seinfeld. Just Didn't they say like something like he's he's quit now because he wants to? I don't. I can't remember exactly what they said about him quitting Curb and like just being this version of Larry David that that we all see. I don't know because oh. it's hard to know how much is actually him and how much is acted. I don't know. You, I, you sort of have you ever seen the making of any of the curbs because you know it's called it's it's not it's not as it's not scripted Isn't i don't it? know what the, what the term is yeah i remember that term because i used to go around telling everyone you know it's not scripted you know it's not scripted yeah yeah, yeah. it's not scripted and like he will mm. tell people that this is the scene this is what's supposed to be happening and then and go it's made that makes it even more brilliant really doesn't it yeah yeah it does <laughs> literally like so it, it's um yeah it's not scripted it's crazy I love it. Oh, now I want to watch Curb. I'm going to have a binge afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why he kept like, um, I can't remember his name, but he, he kept uh, one of the actors that came in, like they came in as a family and then he just he just only kept him and stuff like that because he, he was just like saying that he's just amazing. Like an improv. Yeah, that's the word, improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and he was just like, he's so good. Like you have to work a way to just like keep him in. Amazing. Like that. But like, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like it's actually... So you know the work, the Jeff's wife, where she's always just like swearing. Like yeah. People come up to her in the streets all the time and just swear at her, and and then and they say to her like, "Will you swear at me? Will you swear at me?" and stuff like that. You know. Oh my god, that must yeah. be that must get a bit boring after all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. She was saying yeah. like, oh, yeah, people just come up to me and say, like, "Will you swear at me?" and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Watch. Sometimes I love watching the making of stuff. You know, like yeah. then you're like, oh wow, like total tangent to like obviously comedy but like i love watching the makings of like planet earth or any david attenborough thing yeah you know, like these people sat pumped out for like nine months just to get this 10 second bit of footage that you were like wow look at that and then forget yeah. about <laughs> and they've been there for like 10 months to get that oh well, did yeah. you watch have you seen squid game the reality show version i've not watched it i've not watched the oh they had a making of that it was brilliant because yeah. like it's such an unusual set and show and just to see how they built it all and everything is yeah fantastic i do love squid game I've, I've not watched it actually i should watch that yeah not not the game show actually the actual series or you haven't seen either of them no 
Oh, they're both good. I think the the acted one is probably better because the game show one is just a game show. Yeah. And also it means nothing if you haven't seen the actual thing. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. Quite- I I just get Netflix start. You know, like some someone told me about a program the other day saying, Oh, if you love like Kobe enthusiasm, because I actually put a Larry David uh thing up on my Insta story about like someone said to him, Happy New Year, like a week and a half later. He said, No, no, he's like, Happy New Year's done. He goes, You have like a time limit, it's like three days, and after that, there's no more Happy New Year. And like it was so funny, but and then someone told me about uh, some other program, and they're like, Don't you feel like you just get Netflix out? Like people just give you all these recommendations, and then they were like, just like and it sounded really good. Something Philadelphia or whatever it was. Oh, we're sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. But is that like 19 seasons in or something ridiculous? Or 16, I think. Yeah. 16. Whatever. I knew, I knew it was like a ridiculous amount. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, and I was just like, oh yeah, how many seasons is that? I think I've never heard of this program before. Like one or two. They were like 16. And I was just like, I'm not watching that. I'm oh, sorry. Dude, They're like, it starts it. in 2005. And I was just like, no. It's amazing. It's so... Uh, darkly offensive really it's yeah, brilliant yeah. but every episode, i love that stuff yeah oh you'll love it then it's so dark you're like wow did they say that but then you realize it's only after watching it quite a few times and then like reading stuff about it that actually every episode has a sort of a message or a political okay. thing like it's everything's got a message so they'll be offensive but actually there's a deeper message deeper in meaning. the episode yeah. yeah once you realize that there's a diff- there's a message you notice it you're like oh that's today's message whereas before you're just like wow this is this is offensive how how have they managed to get away with this yeah yeah but it's so good it's so well done it's i love it it's my favorite show i've seen like tiktokers put up like family guy do you, do you yeah. ever watch that cartoon yeah. and they're like how did they get away with these jokes like with uh stewie and stuff like that and i'm just like they just did you know yeah. <laughs> like but um yeah, I just get Netflix sounds like you know how like people have editing power and they're like, there's too much to edit. I'm like, there's too much to watch. Like oh sometimes I just me and my wife right right now, like we just don't watch nothing. So oh. we were watching the voice with my little one because she loves the voice. And we hadn't finished like that before Christmas because we went away. And then uh so we just watched that with her. But like then after a while, we just oh, just we just switch it off and just read a book. I know it just sounds like, oh yeah, so boring, but it's just too much sometimes. Like, we just don't want to start something new. We're like, can we commit to this mm. right now? You know? I think because I don't have kids, I can commit to it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when they're asleep. So we've got time in the evening, you know, they go to bed by like eight. So I've yeah, got like three hours or two hours, but it's just, I don't know. Just, hmm. just don't like always just, I just feel like too much TV sometimes. Like trying, I know what you mean. Yeah. But then I'll spend an hour on my f- phone, so I don't think I'm some sort of oh. like, really great like human being. Like, <laughs> wow, look at Rahul, just like like what are not, you doing like you know, not watching Netflix. Oh, what discipline is like that? And then, then I'm like, on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> watching clips and people was thinking, how did they get away with this in Netflix back in the day? Like, you know. Oh my god. What what do you do on your phone? Do you TikTok, Instagram, YouTube? No, I'd actually watch uh, TikTok. To be fair, I fired yeah. it out the other day just to put that reel up for the photos of India, but. Uh, Instagram and then you know what sadly enough my Gmail like a different account that I've got and then like yeah uh, and then now and again like my Facebook because my mom and my aunts and stuff like to post still on there they yeah. haven't made it to Instagram yet so yeah <laughs> so sometimes like that but yeah when you're on Instagram do you look at stories or posts or both ah good question stories 
Yeah, me too. I like stories. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look at posts, to be fair. Interesting. It's rare. Then it, I must have gone through all the stories to get to the posts. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to people that I don't really care for anymore. And I'm like, why am I still following them? And I'm like, yeah. you know, I haven't interacted with them in a while. So then I'm like, oh, let's go down the grid. But my stories uh, get way more views, like, you know, 800, 900 people or whatever. But like my likes are like 10 or 15 on the, like, on the grid. And well, the only time, mm-hmm. only time I get like good likes is like, generally like if there's i've posted after a wedding and then i've tagged all the suppliers in i've tagged in the bride and groom they've accepted to be a collaborator which is like a massive win yeah yeah. um and then and then i get like good likes but apart from that yeah i suppose though because you can kind of get likes on stories now so you see on stories the stat you see is the views whereas on posts the stat you see is the likes and the likes on stories are always less than the views so if you think about your likes on the posts. Can you like on stories? Yeah. Oh, the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you scroll through, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. a reaction thing. Yeah, so yeah. I might get, if I had like, if I had, for example, 300 views and it was like one of my cat or something funny like that, I might get 10 to 15 reactions. But if I put a post up and got 10 to 15 likes, I'd be like, oh, boo, that didn't do very well. But really, I consider that a win on stories and a loss on a post, whereas actually people are probably seeing that post just as much as the story. Yeah, but that's true. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. It's very true. I, I would just look at the work. viewers, to be fair. No, I just I always just look at the viewers. I don't even look at the reactions. Um, but they can't, they're up top. When you look at the viewers, yeah. the ones are the reactions, yeah. Yeah, no, like after it, this podcast, like... I'm going to fire it up and check. Do it, do it, see who's reacting, because I like... When you get a reaction, you know you've done something that's really that's really um, like clicking with people. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, great, I'll do more of that. And if something doesn't get any reactions, I won't do more of that. I think yeah. stories really tells you a lot. Like, and if you get like you get to the end of the day, twelve hours in, and you've got eighty views, you're like, oh, something went wrong there. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I won't do that again. <laughs> to, to be fair, like, yeah, I, I I remember like when I was in India, I got a lot of reactions and likes. Mm-hmm. to all yeah. my stories because people loved it yes. and now I'm back and I'm like, posting me boringly in the gym no one gives a shit yeah. <laughs> but I do it for my own self like like so I'm not really caring about the reaction but yeah but that's what I'm saying like I put these photos of India my trip in India up and like it's like the amount of likes and views and comments is crazy I was just like people love that stuff and then then I was thinking last night because I started scheduling some actual social media posts because I was just like maybe I should tell people I'm still a wedding photographer because before they think I'm still eating my way through India and just care about health and fitness and like mental health or something like that. So I was just like, so I started scheduling for my grid, <laughs> like <laughs> some wedding photos. Cause like, you know, my diary's not like full. I'm not, you know, booked mm. out for this year. So well, I, I kind of see the grid as a portfolio really. Like if you yeah. regularly update it, it shows that you're, you're busy, you're still working you're still relevant, still current, like, and you know you're you're doing stuff, and it just it's like it's like an extension of your portfolio. Whereas stories is the actual, you know, fun, interesting stuff. Um, and I I just I I'm not worrying too much about the grid anymore, like likes and and that sort of stuff. I'm just putting stuff up there just to have it, yeah, show that I'm still working and what kind of photos I take. Yeah, that that's why. Like when I was scheduled in like yesterday, yeah, I did like thirty days like one photo a day but honestly oh. my captions are, are no they're crap it just says like emotion and then like a bunch of hashtags 
which I've got, like, I've got like six different sets of hashtags, which I just copy and paste in. Oh, right. Just so like Instagram thinks, oh yeah, look, he's varying it up. But, um, and then like specific ones, like if I've done a Jewish wedding that has like Jewish uh, hashtags yeah. in there, if I have a same sex wedding that has like some same sex hashtags in there and stuff like that. But um, I give it no thought. And it's literally like, I pull all of that from like when I do my best of. So like when I do my best of, I end up with like, Four or five hundred images, which I've initially selected as like, no, this is my initial cull of like, yeah. oh, I love these, and then I and then I'll cut it one more time, and I might get to like three hundred, and I keep those three hundred in a separate folder for like social media fodder, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. and then after that, I cull that down to like a hundred or whatever. That's like, mm. you know, my best work you to did put the best out. Of. You did the best of, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do it every year. I, I do it for that reason. I do it for mm-hmm. the fact of like, um. Having a folder yeah, of photos. Ha- having the folder <laughs> of photos. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much my main reason. But like, and I'll try to get it out there quick. So I had mine ready before I shot my last wedding. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I knew that my it was a wedding in December, which I don't normally get, but I was wanting to do this wedding. And um and so like I just needed to insert two photos into the like slideshow. And then uh after that I was just, you know, all about um nice putting it out there. And I I, like, I like to do it because of the SEO as well. Oh yeah, what, best of? Yeah. What, what SEO do you do for that? I think I'll just do like best wedding photographer in London. Oh, I see. 2024. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't put 2023, I'll just put 2024. So oh, if yeah. anyone's like searching like, oh, what's the best London wedding photographer? 2024 or whatever. And I get a lot, of, like, they always rank quite highly. Oh, so like, good. yeah. And then, um, and also like, if you put, if you're one of the first people to put it out there, like all the photographers all want to have a nosy. So it automatically like gives you some like a little bit of domain authority as well. Being like, yeah. this must be a good article for him to be the best wedding photographer of 2024. <laughs> Just because everyone else is nosy to have a quick look, you know? Well, so like, like by, by the time you're like, you know, in Feb, no one's really checking apart from your clients and stuff like that. Right. Mm, so then, yeah. you know, cause SEO is not just relying on like, obviously stuffing all the keywords and old tagging and stuff like no, that. You need, so. you need the clicks and yeah, shares yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So you get a lot of that in the beginning with, if you're one of the first, I don't know. I, that's what I feel. So it's, yeah, just, it's free marketing though, isn't it? So it's one of those things yeah. of like, I take the time out to do it. And it's not that much work because like I do my previews and like, I don't overthink it either. So mm-hmm. it might not be literally my best images of that year, yeah. but they're damn near close. And what I mean is like, when I do my previews, sometimes, you know, I'm doing it so late or so fast that I just pick 10 images and then I use that or the slideshows folder to pull in for my best of. But sometimes when I'm editing photos, I'm like, oh, this is, this photo is so good. It's like, not the best one, yeah. But yeah, you know, but I haven't put it in the best of. It's not been in the slideshow or like, it's something that I don't want to show in a slideshow or I don't know. There yeah. was just reasons that I never made it. Mm. But um, I've, what I quite like to do for my best of um, end of year type thing is to ask my couples of that year for their favorite photo oh, yeah. um, and why. And it's so fascinating. It's really good for me to know why they like certain photos because it makes me, it helps me know what to do more of in future. Um, it makes me feel good about something that I did as well. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I really did something meaningful for that couple. Um, yeah. But it's also interesting for future couples to read the meaning behind the photos because it gives me more value to future couples as well. It's like, oh yeah, that photographer is not just a wedding photographer. There's someone who will you know, capture the you know, last event that person was at maybe or a thing that happened that they didn't know about that meant something a lot to them. Like, 
hearing it from the couple's point of view, what was meaningful about their photos and what their favourites were is just, yeah, shows what we do to our future couples without us having to be like, I'm so great. I'll get all these moments. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice idea. I never thought about doing that. But do you mix it in with all the moments and the stuff that you want to show as well? Or do you yeah. just... But what happens if all your couples were like, I love just the thought of Gran and me or... You know, this family vlogs of the weddings anyway, so people can see my favourites individually. I just think it's an interesting, it's an interesting experiment just to find out because it's always surprising what people choose. Sometimes, one time it was a dance floor photo of two random guests, and they were like they were dancing towards the camera, both of them like heads together, and it was their couple's favourite photo because those two didn't know each other. They were from different countries, never met, and there they were on the dance floor together. And to them, to the couple, it was like. That's your worst nightmare that people won't talk, won't get on. Yeah, yeah. That's what you worry about. You want people to mingle. And to see these two people dancing together who didn't know each other was like, yes, I'll wait. Yeah. And we wouldn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. I could totally tell why they why they would pick that. Yeah. And so I think that shows more value to what we do. And it's not just a any dance floor photo. It might not be the best dance floor photo of that night, but it's a dance floor photo with meaning. Yeah. Um, it shows more than we do more than just take photos. Yeah, that's actually a really nice idea. I might do another blog post just on like my couple's favorite photos. Do it. Doesn't have to be uh, best of all the time. Doesn't have to be end of year or anything, no. Yeah, like I think it was Chelsea or someone said, "Oh, you know, like in their inquiry form, like they have a, and I've put it in mine as well now, or like the, the contact form. It's just like, oh, why did you choose me, or why, why, yeah, why are you inquiring with me, kind of thing. Yeah. And like I love reading that stuff. Sometimes I'm like, some people really, some people are just like, right. Oh, natural and colorful or something. But then some people write, write two, three lines and you're like, okay, this client, I better, you know, make sure I try and lock down because they spent at least a couple of minutes thinking about why, Yes, you know, they love yeah. my work. Do you yeah, know, I, like I don't ask that on the contact form. I ask that on the booking form. Like, why oh, did okay. you book me? Why did you choose me over everybody else? And it's so good to know the things that make me stand out once yeah. they've got through the Zoom thing, once they've got through the email process with me, what made me then stand out? to be the one I love knowing what made what made them choose me and it's always that I fit in I'm like they're like oh yeah we love your vibe we know you'll fit in with our wedding and so that that brings it back to where like you know it's really important to show what you're like and attract the right kind of people because they do choose you for it yeah it's really good to know it's such good marketing I, I might actually put that in my booking form as well because even if they've written it on your contact they won't remember you know like so put, putting on the booking form again is actually a, a good idea yeah, yeah. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? <laughs> like, it does make oh, you yeah. feel good. It does. Like you get yeah. the initial hit of like, yes, I got a booking. And then you're like, oh my God, they love me. It's yeah. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is what, and then like, yeah. Sorry, my mum's calling me. I don't know if it's actually trying to, I've put it, I put my laptop on don't disturb mode. Yeah. And yet a call is coming through. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. Yeah. Pick it up if you want. No, no. <laughs> Hi, mum. No, no, as in like, as in I'll, 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 I'll edit this bit out. It's, sorry yeah did it did you hear the ring nope you didn't no oh that's good to know yeah that's something because when it rang i went oh like that sorry oh right no no but i'll let it out if you want so i don't so, mind i don't mind uh, i get panicked when it's like mums and stuff like that calling because i'm like oh, no, Fuck, is something wrong like she well just, when my mum like, yeah i get panicked i said with my mum i just get stressed out because when my dad was ill there will oh. generally be a call of like oh something's happened so oh. well, that's how I always felt. Like I was always on edge. So now even oh. if she calls, like 
you know, I had to specifically tell her when I started doing weddings, like, don't call me unless it is an emergency on a Saturday, Sunday. Like, yeah. don't remember this. Don't just call me just to say, how's everything going? Are you all right? You know, like, or can I come around today? Like, yeah. because I, because then honestly, like when my dad was ill, like I could think of nothing more than like, I couldn't think about the wedding anymore. I was just like, I need to call my mom. And I've, I've done it with a couple of videographers, which are my friends and be like, just, can you, I'm going to duck out. Like, I just need to see what's up or whatever. Can you just hold my camera and take a few photos if anything happens? Oh. Like just in case. Yeah, so yeah. I always get panicked. So that's why I was just like, feel free to pick out. Oh, no, sorry. She'll just want to debrief from my party on Saturday. Oh, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be all it is. Yeah, we, um, I did a, I held my 40th birthday party last Saturday and oh, it was nice. like a 90s, 80s, 90s theme, like kids party theme. So we played like kids games and it was kids snacks and it wasn't a boozy party. It was like a disco um and my mum organized a lot of the games and she ran the whole night and yeah, oh, okay. it was so good do you have party rings yes yeah so many party rings i will tell you something yeah that is the best 25 calories you can eat per biscuit if you're going to be watching your weight right it's honestly is the best 25 calories you, you're going to have in, in biscuit format oh dear thing is it's not 25 is it because you're going to eat half a packet no i know but per biscuit <laughs> at least at least you know like okay you've eaten eight that's 200 calories i love that you know how many calories in a party there's on the front <laughs> in the blue wrapper but yeah i love that Especially right now where i'm counting everything i'm eating and stuff like not that i'm eating sugary stuff but when i did before and when i was running a lot i uh yeah yeah that was my go-to biscuit party rings so good 25 <laughs> calories i love it you can eat four of it and not feel bad that's 100 it's not not too bad you know like two ginger nuts or whatever like they're called like you know that's like they're a lot you should lay out a pile of biscuits and how many biscuits per 100 calories and see which is like the most value for calories oh yeah and then rank them in terms of how much you enjoy each one too so the one with the highest pile nearest the front that's the one to always have yeah <laughs> I, I love biscuits you know i was never a biscuit person until i had kids and then like oh. you have one and then that is it kind of worms now I, I can't i was buying oreos like before in like november in the lead up to Christmas and stuff like that, like I've, I've just had to stop everything. Like it can't be in the house because you yeah. can't just have one, can you? No, like it's no. just impossible. Anyone oh. who can do that has like self control. They have. I have <laughs> like, Absolutely none. Yeah. I, I mean, I bought, I made jelly, and I bought sprinkles for it as well for the party, and I got loads of sprinkles left. Last night, I ended up just eating sprinkles. Nice. Do you pay for it in CrossFit in the morning? You got CrossFit, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to CrossFit last night, came home and ate sprinkles. It evens itself out, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. I was doing the same thing in India. Honestly, I ate my way through there. So you've got like, food so good. Yeah, it's, man. And especially because like I eat meat, but over there, I just I don't want to eat it unless it's in a really good place. I just don't understand mm. how they ever store it and stuff anyway. And uh so like by being vegetarian in, in India, honestly, I don't know, I understand where they get the protein sources from. Like, unless you're at like a fancy cafe or you're ho cooking at home like it's hard it was hard like yeah it was just carbs and fat for like three weeks i loved it absolutely i'm so happy so happy <laughs> i can't tell you like you know i had a friend that was i said like, you're gonna be on it when you're in december like you're gonna stay healthy and this and the other and i was just like no oh i was like i'm gonna do what i want but i'll go walking so i walked i didn't realize how much calories you know what like so i came back and honestly when i mean i ate a lot like my wife was just like, you, you, there's something wrong with you. You shouldn't be like this. Like I was drinking like seven, eight cups of tea a day, which all had sugar. Yeah. A couple of thumbs up, which is like Coke for people that don't know, but like basically. Oh, no, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, like it's called thumbs up. It's, it used to be an Indian 
Coke and uh, and then Coca-Cola bought it, Schweppes or whoever owns Coke bought it. Oh. But they never changed the flavor. It's still the same. You can get it in this country. I'll bring you one bottle in the gathering. Yay. Yeah. And uh, it was so much better than Coke. And um, yeah, and I was drinking that and then I was eating what I wanted and like ice creams and all the desserts, all the street food, everything. Not and, like, to, when you're on holiday. Yeah. But like, I walked every day in the morning before my kids woke up and everything. I ca- carried on my like routine. Like there was no gym, but I, I carried on like, you know, um, like not running either, but like, yeah, I just walked. And mm. like, I was doing like 15,000 steps a day. And like sometimes more, like if I was with the family afterwards, then like 20, 25,000, but average like 15,000, like in the morning. And uh, man, I only put on one kilogram. I was just like, it's not That's bad. Right. Yeah. I'm like, it's all about walking. It's nice. about walking. Getting the steps in. I didn't really, I wasn't really a believer in that. You know, like I follow a lot of like nutrition, fitness people on Instagram. Like I yeah. love, like, I lo- like, I put myself in that and, and self help stuff and all of that sort of kind of vibe. And um, yeah, they always like praise walking. And I was just like, I'd rather just go for a run, 20 minute run. I can burn 300 calories. Like it would take a long time, like a lot of walking, but you know what? It was quite good. You know and you don't tie yourself out. And I was taking photos and. Oh yeah. Nice. Same time. Yeah. I found out the excellent news that deadlifts are better than running for burning calories. Really? That yeah. Cause it builds like muscle yeah. and the muscle burns fat. Yeah. So like you go home, you're still burning off the calories afterwards. Yeah, and deadlifts yeah. are not as horrible as running. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all weightlifting, by the way. That it carries yeah, on burning yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day or something, and um, it was saying like this is why I'm like so big on like the health fitness thing. Like as you get older, like I'm 45 now, and like they were saying the stat of like how many people can't, like it was American podcast, and it's like how many people at 75 can't tie their own shoelaces anymore. Like things you could take for granted, you know, like they can get down to get to the laces, tie it, but then can they get back up again? And like okay. the figures were like crazy. And I was just like, I don't want to be like that. No, um, I want to be like that weightlifting granny at 90. I want to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy in my gym. He's 93 years old. Wow. I'm to the gym every morning. Respect. Yeah. He gets changed next to me. So when he comes, he always like needs his own space, like, you know, um, just to sit down and everything. So I move everything over. But like, yeah, I always say to him, like, man, I could be you at 93. What comes on his own? He used to walk there because I used to see him when I was driving in, but now yeah, I think he just gets a taxi to the gym. But then he's in there and he's lifting weights and stuff like that. Yeah. He's not like on a treadmill. He's actually like, amazing. yeah, I posted him on my Insta story once actually. I was just like, this guy, 93 is amazing. And that again, got a lot of likes and the love button or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I heard that um, weightlifting and that sort of exercise gets exponentially more important the older you get yeah it does so it's it's good for your health in your sort of earlier middle age but then as you get older it's like something like 40 percent more beneficial when you're yeah. older it, it gets running more, and everything. yeah it's amazing i think i heard that on the zoe podcast i love the zoe podcast have it's you got like, have you i did the patch thing oh you did yeah okay how do you find it because i'm actually like thinking about doing that it was really good it was interesting so the patch does your glucose levels and you have an app on your phone it tells you like I would, for example, eat um, a bowl of porridge one morning. The next morning I'd have porridge with banana. Next morning I'd have porridge with nuts. And like everything else would be baseline, all the same. And it turned out the porridge on its own was terrible for me. Like the glucose spike was huge. Whereas with nuts, the glucose spike was none. It was really good. Um, so that sort of stuff I found really interesting. And then you you have to do like a poo test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So you have to scoop your poop. Um, you have to do a blood test. You have to eat these nasty muffins. They're now cookies um, and just do all these different tests. And you get your own personalized nutrition. And then the, the best bit is the app afterwards. So you can go around the supermarket and like scan everything. And it gives it a score. And then you log all your food and it scores your food, each meal and your whole day, um, which is interesting because you could have like, you could eat 100% scored foods all day long, meals that are scored really highly all day long. And your score over the day could be really low. Because okay. like while certain balance. fats, avocado, yeah, balance, that's it. If you've had lots of like avocado and yogurt and all these fats that are really good for you for one meal, every meal altogether, that's too much fat. Yeah. And so I've learned a lot over this this period. Yeah, it's been good. That's awesome. You sold it to me. I might, I might get it. Also, actually, do you know what the most fun thing was? I did it over summer and I wore the patch. I wore it to weddings. I wore it all over the place everyone started talking to me about it it was just it made such great conversation starter really mm. <laughs> yeah it was great yeah bonded with the registrar over it <laughs> yeah oh like when it um do you still pay the subscription now then by the way yeah like so after isn't it. it only two weeks long that you do this for yeah and then you have the app for a certain period after so you pay for let's say three months but you can pay for the testing and the app over the period of months so it's like 50 quid a month for the period Okay. Or you can pay for the whole thing up front and then for the membership or something. I can't remember exactly, but. Yeah. There's yeah. a really good app, actually, that I was talking to a nutritionist about yesterday. It's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. It's oh, an yeah. icon of a carrot. It's free. And uh, you can go around and scan every barcode and it'll tell you a rating out of 100, how good it is. Oh, that's the same thing as the Zoe has, right. Yeah, okay. but you could do it for cosmetics and stuff as well. And really? Like, like, yeah, and, and, and then it'll give you an alternative. So my wife started doing it with all her, like, deodorants and face creams and whatever i did it with like suntan lotions and yeah. before we went away and i was just like oh there was like a one that looks like a really fancy brand i can't remember what it was it's like a bronzy color um anyway it looks like a really fancy brand and the rating was like seven out of 100 and then if you go to the nivea one it was like 60 something out of 100 so it's like oh. get the nivea one it was cheaper and it's better for you it has less chemicals in there this and then amazing. uh yeah, it's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. And it's got, a, for anyone listening, it's got a, like a little carrot as a logo in the app store so or Play Store. Oh. Yeah. And then, but it's great because, okay, so my kids, they well, my youngest loves Jordan's Crunch, which is quite a sweet breakfast, like the granola. And it's expensive if you buy the Jordan's brand, right? It's four pound a box, which is like, oh it's crazy. Yeah. And like cereals are expensive. Anyway, um, then I was just like in uh, Tesco's and I was just like, oh, let me... Uh, use euchre on their strawberry crisp like so their version of jordan's crunch and the rating was like 80 something out of 100 like way better than the jordan's crunch and one pound 80 so i was just like i switched it out and it's less sugars as well so it tells you like this is too sugary too calorific um do you yeah. know what someone on reddit did which turned out people in the comments thought it was a little bit of gaslighting to be honest but he his wife really liked expensive normal brand uh, like Kellogg's Cocoa Pops or something like that. Yeah, and they were too expensive, so he started buying like little Cocoa Pops or something like that, and started cutting it. So like ninety percent Cocoa Pops, ten percent fake, eighty percent Cocoa Pops, twenty percent fake over over a period of time, and to see if she had noticed. And she didn't notice. He wanted to find like a point where she'd noticed they were different, and she didn't. And I thought it was interesting that she didn't notice. But secondly, the comments were like, "Yeah, that's gaslighting." <laughs> she might be like am i going crazy these don't so don't taste the same and he'd be like no they're cocoa pops yeah. <laughs> i don't know we're down it's gaslighting but like i i i hear why he'd do that though because honestly the cereals are expensive like yeah. I, don't, I buy i buy like 
own brands of everything. But like then granola, which my wife wants, and mm. that, that can be unhealthy as well, right? But then I found this Lizzie's one, which is like 86 out of 100. So it's a little yeah. bit more money. It's like a pound more, but way more healthier. Like yeah, yeah. it's a it's a great, honestly, it's a great app. So it's probably, it's probably similar to what you've got, but it just, like right now, like the massive thing, like, because I follow all these fitness people and probably like you as well. Like, you know, like everyone just keeps talking about protein and like de- and like demonizing all these foods and stuff like that. Right. And like, there's a massive, like in my Tesco, the big one, there's like a whole section of just like protein yogurts, like Lindor's, Alpro, Skir. And then like, you don't know wh- like which one would you have? So then you can just like take this barcode and everyone was yeah. used to say to me, Oh, get the Lindor's one. Like that's a good, like if you've got sweet tooth, like I have, you know, have that with some blueberries, but then it's got a lot of uh, chemicals in it to, you know, for oh, the, the lack of like not, not, not like gelatin or but like you know for like the consistency or whatever. It's oh yeah, and um to hold it together, binding agents yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But then there's a Alpro one which is like eighty four out of a hundred, so way better. So like helps you decide between the oh, two I of like. I just get obsessed with this out now. <laughs> yeah, I I stopped scanning, but like yeah, yeah. I was like that as well. Yeah. But but it switches out stuff and it gives you like local records like, because. It must be made in the UK because it get, gives you like the Tesco's, Sainsbury's, Aldi, okay. uh, like little alternatives rather than, you know, an American one like Whole Foods where you're never going to like yeah, be able to uh, get. And it's spent like 50 been, million pounds on Amazon. I think the Zoe one actually is UK as well because I went to America and had a uh, Reese's cup and it wasn't in there. I think someone had manually put it in a bit a bit weirdly. So yeah, it, I think this one's English as well. Yeah. This is making me hungry, by the way. Yeah. Zoe <laughs> is because it's owned by, uh, what is it? T- uh, not Tim Brooke, Tim, Spector. Tim Spector. And yeah. Stephen Bartlett's got like a massive slice of it as well. Yeah. And Davina McCall does all the ads and stuff, doesn't she? Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, like do you listen to the Diary of CEO? Um, podcast? Yeah. I really it's good, think- but sometimes it's just like, it's too, too, like, just an advertorial. Yes. Oh my God. It does have a lot of lot of ads in there. And I really don't like the sound he uses for like going into advert mode, like a turning of a page. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Might be a really great song, my brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Silly thing that I can put you on. He, he's, he, I used to love that because he was the first podcast pardon me, I ever listened to, but now he, he kind of creates, creates for me. Yeah. And like, because he'll have people on there and they're specifically saying certain things about certain foods, for example, if you talk about nutrition. But no one would ever bring up Huel because everyone knows that's bad for you, pretty much, because it's yeah. like chemically made and the way it's yeah. formulated. It's not real food, right? Yeah. But he'll never, because they sponsor him, he'll never um, talk about it. And like when you read the comment section, like in, on Insta and stuff like that, you'll be like, oh, so you've got this guy. Why, why? He's brought all these other foods with him to test. Why is he not testing Huel? Like, you know. Oh my God. So like, yeah. And again, like the same thing, like, you know, he's got a, he's got a, interest in like whoop or he has money in whoop as well so okay. so whoop is like a like a fitbit oh it's, right. it's specific for health and they're their selling thing that makes whoop like original and is or whatever is um because i love the apple watch right i don't know mm. you have like apple watch or I'm fitbit. fitbit yeah so anyway i love the apple watch or fitbits whatever but whoop like doesn't have a clock in it so what? they've made it like properly like yeah so that's like their usps like it's only about health. There's, you can't tell the time with wearing this. Your beard is really annoying for the one thing you really want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At one thirty, shall I have lunch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what time it is, man. If you're hungry, you eat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's it was um, yeah. 
Right, so that, that's why, like, I, you can see it. Like, the more you listen to it, like, you know, when you listen to a certain person for so long on podcasts, yeah. you can kind of tell, like, you know, they won't ever diss this because he's got an interest in this, and they like, mm, you know, and put, yeah, yeah. I did listen to the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast for a while because they would talk about the episodes, and I like, as you know, I like a behind the scenes of an episode. Um, but as they got, I think maybe possibly bored with recording the podcast, they started talking about anything else, like American football or booze and I was like oh my god this is so boring I don't care I just want to hear what happened how how you filmed the episode um but up until they got like that it was really I loved that podcast it's brilliant yeah you gotta watch the know. show yeah yeah that's the show right with the 16 seasons or whatever yeah 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 oh you mentioned that in your talk right didn't you as well like that you loved that program oh did, did you? I? <laughs> I think so <laughs> no at go when you did like yeah maybe I don't know I, I might have yeah 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 that's the thing, like, like, it's funny how and funny how just like two days ago like i always like feel like it's weird you know like those sort of coincidences in the universe yeah. that someone literally brought it up on my insta story the other day or two days ago and then i'm here yeah. talking to you about this program that you really love you like it's weird you know what I mean? it could be anything <laughs> like so yesterday i was reading like on these on instagram about hypertrophy and i was oh, like yeah. sitting there googling like, what does hypertrophy mean and today i was with a guy and he's just like oh you should do like more reps because of for hypertrophy and i was just like oh, how funny like i was just thinking i'm like what did, what did what did that mean you know love that and then like yeah love like, things that happen that's why i think like bringing it back to like business and stuff having stuff about you on your instagram or your website does then make if you talk to a couple or if you say something and something comes up in their life they're like oh that photographer just said about that yeah. and you're in their mind so the more you can put out stuff that's really like clicky, that's sort of, you know, the me too stuff, I called it like, oh yeah, me too. I like that too. Then the more likely that that, that couple's going to remember you. So it's worth like mentioning these things that you like and care about. Yeah, I do. I do that on my, on my, that's why I love stories. Yeah. You know, my wife like slates me. She's just like, you don't have to story everything, but I'm like, you don't understand like part of it, like, well, most of it is actually like to do with like trying to get new clients and stuff like that, or like and vibing mm -hmm. with people and then and keeping the connection with existing clients and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and that's mainly why I do it. And then yeah, so really now and again she says to me, like, so when I put those Indian photos out, I've got a ton with all my family in it as well, like awesome ones of my daughters. But sometimes my wife is a bit like, Do you have to show the world our family photos as well? And I'm like, No, that's fine. Like it doesn't always have to be, you know, like them. So then I curated it with like no one, no None of my family in it. It's fine. Like, you know, like, but she's just that way. So like, I respect that as well. Like, and I like being told, like, sometimes you're like Insta storying too much or your Instagram. Like, why, why do you do it? Because yeah. I could get carried away as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I've done the same actually. Yeah. You post something and someone will be like, oh, don't, don't post that about me or whatever. <laughs> like, <all right>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, you know, it's, it's fine. But like, um, yeah, but I do put myself out there. Like that's why I put the gym thing and all that stuff. Like people. That's like, the stuff that people like, are gonna. That, gonna they really relate. Like brides are like, oh, um, or grooms as well. Like, oh, I'm trying to get my wedding diet and what are you doing? How many times are you trying? People ask me those questions, so like I can't oh. even doing it. Huh, yeah. interesting. I've no one's ever asked me anything about like getting fit for a wedding or anything. I don't know. Maybe we had we have different different kinds of couples. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. think mine generally. Hmm, interesting thought. I've not had it a lot, but yeah. people have mentioned it and stuff. Or like, you know what? Sometimes, like when I was doing the marathon and stuff like that, people are like, "Oh, my cousin did a marathon." Or a big one 
was like when I did the marathon, I was raising money for Alzheimer's research, and so many people came like were like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're doing for Alzheimer's." Especially Indian, like I don't know whether it's taboo to like talk about like, Alzheimer's and dementia. Like my mom basically didn't want to tell people that my dad had dementia um, because she didn't want. In the beginning, I was just like, "Why? That's so weird!" Like he's got an illness, but she's mm-hmm. just like, "Look, I don't want them to treat him different, and then it's going to be like headache for me." Which she's like, you know, because then he'll always be paranoid with the way that disease is like, oh, I've got this. Am I ill? Am I ill? And then like, you know, and he had those episodes anyway. So like mm-hmm. to make her life a little bit smoother, she was just like, but then not, and then, but it was funny because until my dad had it and then I started talking about it and then I put it on social media and then I put it like, I'm raising money for Alzheimer's and stuff. Yeah. Like then all, all these people came and then like, and now people message me, but like, how do you do with the finances? What do you do? My dad's just been diagnosed or whatever, my mom. And like people yeah. ask me for help. And I'm like, look, I'll tell you what to do. Can't do it over Instagram. Call me when you're free. And then, yeah. you know, it's a big thing. So I think it's nice to put it out there. It makes people feel better. I honestly think the fact that Bruce Willis has got um dementia and it's out there it makes probably makes people feel a lot better. They're like, oh, if Bruce Willis is going down that road, then you know, you sort of feel better about your own self or your family, like. Yeah, the other people have been through. Yeah, if you keep it hidden and never talk, it's like mental health stigma, isn't it? If you don't talk about it, everyone's going to think they're the only one and they're going to feel terrible and they're just going to have a worse time and it's going to end badly. Whereas the more you talk about it, people feel better. They don't feel so alone. So I think talking about dementia and stuff can only make other people feel a bit better. It makes me feel better as well. It made me feel better. And like, even like if I have, like, I speak quite openly, like, you know, about, um, like I go to the gym more like this year I wanted to be about my body, but before the last two years has been more for like my mind and like mm. mental health, I would say like just getting out there and then like being with morning people and stuff like that. And there's a whole chain reaction. I've spoken about it so many times on this podcast, but, um, but speaking more openly about that and then people relating is, has been like really good as well. It's like, it's like refreshing for the soul. I don't know, like yeah, talking to people and then like, like lifts weight. I know pun intended, but like lifts like weight off your chest. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that 100%. other people are like in the gym for the same reason or I tell, like, I go just for their own reason. I don't know exact reasons, but you know, that's for like good mental well, health. I go for being. the social side. I go to yeah. CrossFit for the social side because, you know, you have a bit of banter with people and the exercise is like a, you know, bonus. Bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, like I, I, I love, I love the gym for the social side now as well. Now that I know yeah. more and more people there, it's fun. But then sometimes when I'm on my way out, get trapped talking and i'm like oh my god i've got like five minutes to get home before i wake the kids up and start taking them to school so oh god oh yeah 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 i love i do love going to the gym now yeah it gives you so much good focus like i know you go do you go in the evenings then i do yeah yeah it breaks up work and evening for me so i'm like right i've got to put down i've got you know shut the laptop got to finish work go to the gym and come home make dinner watch tv like it separates work and yeah 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 not work time for me yeah yeah you kind of get to know the people that go to your class so i couldn't change now to a morning class because i wouldn't know the people as well yeah it's like starting from the beginning yeah yeah <laughs> but like i don't know like i just in the morning when i come back i just feel like my brain's just like like in that film limitless like it just feels all open and like yeah I'm pr- so productive until about two o'clock and then i'm like <laughs> yeah afternoon's bad yeah <laughs> yeah I actually I've, I've um been doing these uh monday morning zooms with with my members and it's just such a great way to start a Monday morning and start the week, just to like have a little chat and a yeah. gossip and a moan and whatever with a bunch of other people. It's like the gym, isn't it? You just get to like 
have a little social and then you kind of throw yourself into work. You're like, yes, I feel fired up rather than like you wake up on a Monday morning and you're kind of like, what should yeah. I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just occurred to me. We haven't actually yet talked about um, bookings. Oh yeah. That's, that's like, that. huh? We were going to talk about that, weren't we? You know what we were going to start with was, hi, welcome to the podcast. And we didn't even do I that. Know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were going to talk about that. How, so how is your bookings looking for? Um, I just got one last night, actually, which is very exciting. Uh, I've got 10 for this year. Um, I normally start the year with eight to 10. So for me, that's completely normal. I get a lot um, in the same year. And yeah, I'm not really worried. I haven't got one till April, which is annoying. Um, mainly because I'll forget how to take a photo by then. I'll forget how to talk to people. But Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I haven't got one until April either. Haven't you? Uh, no. Oh, that's I think. I've got one actually this Monday coming. Have you? I forgot. Yeah, it's like a three-hour oh. wedding. It's like four people. So, I, uh, like in my head, I don't class that as wedding. Like, <laughs> you know. So, really, April. Yeah, yeah, really. But I have yeah. one on Monday. Yeah, don't forget it. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh dear. Yeah, how many have you got this year then? Like fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen, something like that. No, oh. maybe less actually. Maybe maybe twelve. Twelve or fourteen. Like that. I'm down. I'm down. I should be like, are you? yeah, I'm down in the sense that like, I'm getting inquiries. Not that many, actually. Like, that's funny enough. The first thing I did when as soon as I came back from India was like message three photographers that I know. Like, like, how's your inquiries going? Because when I was in India, I was carefree. I didn't really give a shit. But now I'm like, uh, I spent a lot of money. <laughs> where, yeah. where are these bookings? And where are the inquiries? And they were like, mate, it's been tumbleweed. So yeah, I think like yeah. it's it's quite quiet. Um, and the far like the few inquiries i have had they're just people like haggling for price and oh really yeah i guess it all depends on everyone's position but i'm not willing to really budge no no. not like by the amount that they want if it was like a hundred quid i'd be like i'm not an idiot either i'm not gonna lose a three grand booking over a hundred quid yeah but um they want like a third off and they're like i can find it for two grand i'm like you have to you know i had one person actually the other day saying i spent too much money in my venue Oh. And like, you know, but I really love your photos and this thing. And I'm like, well, that's not, I know exactly what venue you've got. And I'm like, there's no way I'm reducing my pricing. Um, well, that's then you paying for their venue. That is literally you paying yeah. for their venue. Yeah. If you do that. Yeah. That's what makes me so mad. People be like, oh, I just bought a house. Or I just went on holiday. I can't afford it. Can I have a discount? I'm like, that's me literally paying for your house or your holiday. Yeah, yeah. How do you not see that I am literally paying yeah. like whatever money you want off? towards your holiday and i don't get to have a holiday because i paid for yours like how do they not see that <laughs> no no it's mental like the audacity and a lot of people just are like yeah they say that they're tight with money right now and it's the circumstance but i think like some of them just play that card oh 100 like, i don't really believe them yeah and so i've had a couple of genuine like i do give discounts don't get me wrong like i've had some genuine ones where you know what like i can tell by everything and the way they've, they've sweet talked to me as well in a really polite way as well and so sometimes I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to give you. And I'm like, you seem like, you, you know, we, we vibe together. We get along. And then, and they were so thankful and grateful, like every time I've done a wedding like that. So, but yeah, right now, it's, I don't know. It's just quiet, right? Like It's been yeah. quiet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's picked up lately. This last couple of days, it's picked up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, December was quiet. Yeah. I haven't had a booking since November. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know whether I should be worried. I don't feel worried. I generally don't worry. I worry if I get to like bank balance zero type levels, but um, 
I don't let it get to that. <laughs> but, I, was surfing, I was surfing the like nine dots Instagram. That's when I do my, what see what photographers are doing. And like, I heard a few people talking about like, oh, it's a very quiet engagement season. And I'm like, engagement season? Like, what, what do they mean? Like all these couples just all got mm. engaged over Christmas, New Year period, which obviously a lot of people do. But I was like, I don't think it's really a season. Like a lot of my couples... I think maybe it's based on like pre-COVID what used to happen type thing. So January would be a time you'd get loads of inquiries because everyone's like, no one's thinking about Christmas anymore. People got engaged over Christmas and New Year. They want something to focus on. So they're, they're inquiring about their wedding. Whereas now because of COVID, I think everything's different. Everything's shaken up. Yeah. A lot of people have like a so, lot like uh, shorter engagements as well. Well, that's a trend I've I've had. Like literally, you know, um, six months or seven months and then they yeah. get married which is quite yeah. short because before it used to be at least a year year and a half you know like, yeah yeah and that's, and that's why i was getting booked a year and a half yeah. in advance as well but not not anymore or a year is true i don't I say. get booked in advance i don't get booked i got one for 2025 yeah i've had a couple of inquiries for 2025 i don't book 2025 weddings until it's a year away so mm. like as in if it was january 2025 then yeah i'll book it but not june i have a different i send my more expensive pricing guide out so yeah. if they're going to book me, yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much pay the same price. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I have, I have, I have varieties. I have a oh, yeah. variety, yeah, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Because <laughs> I have like four different pricing guides, um, with four different pricing structures, which wow. they don't vary too much. But like ones for like smaller weddings, ones for like if you're getting married on a Monday to Thursday, or Monday to Wednesday now, um. Oh, right. Monday Ones for like last minute bookings. Some of them are a bit similar. They're a bit similar, but just for my ease, they're like in four different sections. Um, ease, they're four different things. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just, just like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense in my head. But like, um, and then I have like a, I have my normal pricing guide and then I have one, which is like my more expensive pricing guide. And then for 2025, I send the more expensive pricing guide out. And if they book me, that's fine. I'm willing to take your wedding a year in advance. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, that's that's yeah, hilarious that you said that's for East. <laughs> that's for East, yeah. I'm like, which one of my twenty pricing guides should I give my couple? Yeah. <laughs> but it's only because, like, when when they inquire, like, there's certain venues, like, if they're getting married in a temple, I know they're not going to pay my full price, right? If they're just getting having a temple wedding with no reception, then there's they're only going to spend a certain amount. They're never, and, and then some of these temples are like close to me. So then I factor that in mm. and I'm like, okay, I'm willing to take like 25% to 30% off that because it's shorter hours. Um, and it's like close so I can get home for like match of the day or be with my kids or whatever, you know? Yeah. You need a matrix where you start with, is it local? What day of the week is it? What, 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 how many hours do you want? How easy is it? How fun is it? <laughs> yeah. Something like how that. soon is it? What venue is it? <laughs> And you go down this matrix and it gives you a price at the end. Yeah. Rotar style. <laughs> you should definitely, definitely code that up. That would be amazing. <laughs> I do it in my head, just very quick. Literally like you know, amazing. 30 seconds. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like like with social media, or whatever, like I always hear so many people discuss like, oh yeah, don't drop your prices or do take drop your prices. And like there's a lot of people that are like worried and then they drop their prices because they're like it's slow and stuff like that. But I think like if it's slow overall and everyone's saying it's slow, 
And it's not you. Then it's not you. Yeah, exactly. So there's no need to like be dropping prices. If everyone else is booming and you're like really quiet, then maybe yeah, yeah. you need to have a look at everything you're doing, not just your pricing. Um, but like if it's just generally quiet, I think I think 2024 will come good. I think it would come I good. Think so. Although I heard, um, I can't remember where I heard it or exactly the specifics, but I think a venue said it in a flow, like but oh, it was, I think it was a, a registry office or something, and then a ring shop. Both said they were down by 40%. Oh, wow. As in their like weddings are down for, and obviously a registrar would know because they're the actual ones that yeah. need to be used. Um, so yeah, I think weddings down 40%, which is crazy, but I think it will pick up because I think COVID's going to sort of people, there was the whole COVID engagement gap as well, where yeah. people didn't meet because of COVID. So I think that's going to like eventually wear off and, you know, people will have met. Uh, and there was, you know, I feel like maybe because of the mini weddings, people are like, oh, we can have a mini wedding. That's quite fun. That's a lot cheaper. That might wear off and people are like, actually, I do want a party after all. So I think maybe like as the year goes on, people are like, yeah, you know what? They'll forget about COVID. They'll forget about the mini weddings and they'll want it to go back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. But you you're, you, you said that you're where you want to be then, yeah? For... Yeah, I always start the, wed- the the year with like eight to ten weddings, yeah. Uh, how many weddings do you do a year? I, how many do I do? How maybe many do you want? 30. Oh, 25, 30. But yeah, not yeah. I want to do fewer eventually as well because I'm doing these websites now and I'm doing more websites than weddings. Okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of like just balancing that out and also I'll lower the weddings. Um, yeah, as a result, just I like mixing things up. I, I really get bored if I do one thing. So, yeah, <laughs> I, do lots no, of things. I totally, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. I think like if it wasn't for nine dots and doing like nine dots work, then I'll probably be like, oh, I've, I feel like I've got enough productivity capacity to be elite i could have had a second job yeah like my wife could be like what are you doing like half this time especially now like you know like like with ai for editing and or whatever yeah. like everything's like i can nail like weddings down pretty quick that's hmm. like i'll have a lot of time and then as the kids get older they don't need me so it's like yeah. i'll have even more time exactly so yeah. it's like i always think i always think about that when i end up leaving this conversation doing the same thing thinking like what what else can i do Yes. With like, you know. I think it's really good time. to diversify. And like we've got yeah. all these business skills. We know how to do, you know, general like marketing and attract the right people and stuff. So yeah, we could easily just like try other businesses alongside photography. So that like you wouldn't worry so much when there's like fewer inquiries going out. You wouldn't be so worried because you're like, oh, I've got my other thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and as you as I get older as well, like I definitely want another thing. I just don't know what it is. I do think about it a lot, to be fair. Yeah. Like what, um, and January is always a bluesy month for doing that. Like you're like, yeah. God, like my accounts, I mean, my accounts, my tax has to go out and am I doing all right? And like, yeah. I get, I get like, I had a, a panic attack yesterday, actually, like yeah. in the evening. Yeah. No, I'm like, you know, like I was feeling anxious and like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, mate, like I've got enough bookings and I feel like I'll get the other six or seven. But at the same time, I'm just like, will I? And also, you know, my bank balance is looking low and then like you've got taxes coming up and then like, it just feels like overwhelming. Yeah. But then I went to the gym and I feel great now. Oh, good. To you and I feel good. Yeah. But yeah, it does creep in. Does that make sense? Like, Oh yeah. I mean, we, we do a seasonal job that isn't guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. So of course there's going to be like a constant stream of worry like because <laughs> yeah. you're never going to have you know, every year, always booked up for the future, guaranteed everything. Like things could get cancelled even. Like there's always gonna be some worry that things aren't gonna be okay. Um, and I just try to I just go with the flow to be honest. Like if I feel like things aren't okay, I'll do something about it. And 
yeah that's what that's why i think like you know i said earlier like i started scheduling uh, some instagram posts because i'm like maybe i'm not getting it but i know everyone else said they're quiet but you know i've spent a long time for the last three four months three months because i've not had weddings Mm. well i had one wedding in december but nothing since like october because of like gathering and stuff and like um maybe people like forget that i do weddings (laughs) like that's why i like doing the best ofs and like yeah, you know, now I just up, yeah, just gotta keep showing up. Yeah, I'll just exactly. be like, oh, you know, but I'm excited for the weddings I've got this year. Just, just need a bit more. <laughs> like, a bit more. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you if you get despondent and then give up, that's where the ones who don't will succeed once it all you know kicks off again. So yeah. if you can keep on showing up, other people will drop off and it will work out for you. That's what I I think. I've got to keep on. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Exactly. <laughs> and it's also why I don't drop my prices because if they want to book, if people, all the cheaper people will get booked. Like that's what goes through my head. I know it sounds really bad, but if you're a lower price than me and people are inquiring with you and with me and uh, you win the booking, that's fine because there'll be someone else for that date. And then all the people that are lower priced will be no more. And then they have no choice but to book me. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I do think that though. Good that's bad. that's why I, that's why that's why I stand by my prices. Yeah, Much. absolutely. I'm like, if you're booking it, then yeah, yeah. No need yeah. to no need to lower your prices. Yeah, I've been there. I've panicked, lowered my prices, and it hasn't paid off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you lower them by much? That percentage wise, maybe like three hundred quid or percentage. I don't know. From about nineteen hundred to sixteen hundred, I think I did it for a very 25%. short time, but quite a while ago, and uh, I got some bookings, and they weren't great bookings. Really, they weren't valuable. They didn't value me type bookings, and you know, at the time, I was like, "Yes, great bookings." And afterwards, I was like, "Oh, it picked up again." I didn't need to do that and wasted yeah. a date where I could have booked a, a normal price wedding. So yeah, won't do that again. And then they're harder work as well. Mm-hmm. It could be like you know, because they, they see your work and then they expect more. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Why is my wedding not like that wedding?" But yeah, you know, exactly. Different budgets or different people. Yeah, like, so many multiple reasons. You know. So yeah, cool, man. It's been amazing um, talking to you, Anna. We've chatted for a really long time, so you're gonna yeah, have to cut I just so much out, aren't you? Pardon? You're gonna have to cut so much out, aren't you? <laughs> so long. I wasn't gonna. Really? Yeah. No. Should I? No. Do people keep want to listen it? to us? Yeah, I mean, they could just stick us on and have us throughout the day. Exactly. <laughs> so, but no, no, I wasn't going to cut. I was the only bit that I would have cut out would be the bit when your your mother's tried to. But call. it led to a fun chat, so exactly. So then I was just like, well, I'm going to keep that in now, and exactly. also, I'm both to edit. So yeah, yeah, we don't really edit our podcast at all, not yeah. at all. When it when we have like a break, as in like something goes wrong, I think that's even better to listen to. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I did that with uh, your place, by the way, um, and. It had like 400 listens before Andy listened to it. And he was just like, why don't you cut that bit out where you ran to get your laptop charged? I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot. And then, you know, like I kept York's, Yorkies on, like they were still live. So luckily they didn't say anything bad or whatever. I mean, not oh, that okay. we would, but do you know what I mean? Like all yeah. this, and I took, because the conversation was like two and a half hours, I totally forgot. <laughs> that I'm like 45 yeah, minutes into it that yeah. I went out of the room for three minutes. Oh my God. My MacBook charger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> three, three minutes. Yeah crazy <laughs> and, and you're then, so committed they're just like right i'll sit here yeah i know 
I was just like, no one, no, no single person brought that up to me, barring Andy when he decided to listen to it on the way to like a wedding. And I was just like, oh my God. Then I went in like, and I had the file and I trimmed it out off and I put it back on again. But, Did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's three whole minutes. <laughs> that, is, that is a long, that's a long, a lot of dead air. <laughs> yeah. Of just silence. Oh I don't know, maybe everyone else took a toilet break or something. I don't know what they were doing. But... That's amazing. That's like a bold move. If people thought you did it on purpose, that is a bold move. Yeah. Definitely wasn't on purpose. I was I was shocked. I was so embarrassed as well. Oh no. Because that's the thing, when you do these podcasts, like you get other people's listeners or whatever, right? So yeah. then it's just like, oh, I don't want to like an idiot. And like, and obviously I did. But yeah, I was just like, no. you know, so yeah. But I'm not gonna trim anything out. So no, we didn't do our intro though. Do you want to do an intro or do like does it even matter? No, we can do an outro. Yeah. We can do an outro. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I'm not going to edit any of this though. That's the thing I know. <laughs> Just starts mid conversation and doesn't doesn't have an official beginning. I like it. I think so. Yeah, that's the, that's my vibe for 2024. Yes, I like it. Yeah, I want to do it different because it before I used to spend like five minutes just trying to get people's names right. As in, like I'd keep overthinking it in my head and yeah. then just say the wrong things and babble on. So, you know, <laughs> like I'm babbling now, basically. But yeah, no, it was awesome. Like to, yeah, to chat yeah, to it's you. fun chatting to you. Yeah, that was great. Great start to the morning. 